0: Welcome back to Devil Details. This is episode six, and we are talking about episode six of Blackbird, the finale. My name is Sarah. And I'm Kristen. And we are full of emotion. This is the finale episode,
1: <laughs> yeah. and series everything finale. is
0: wrapped up. The series finale. But it's not the finale of our podcast. No. We should not, make that clear right least. now. Yes. Yes. We have a lot still to come. More guests. Yeah, more guests that we haven't been able to cram into our episodes yet. (laughs) Really great guests. Really great guests. Really great guests. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And speaking of great guests, we have an amazing one for this episode. Actually, two. Two. Two guests. First, we have Blue Clark, who plays young Jimmy in episodes four and a little bit of episode six. You uh, saw him appear again. He sent us some voice clips for us to play for you. Yeah, so cool. I'm glad we so were able cool. to get him in. Yeah, uh, he's so great. I yeah. <laughs> I love him. Him and his family listen to our yes. podcast and are really enthusiastic about it. So they're excited about it. We're yeah. excited about it. And he's so good in um, the earlier episodes.
2: but um, So I'm really excited that we got to talk to him.
0: Yes, it's so great. And then... <laughs> we talked to a big one yes colin moss who Yay. plays uh detective russ aborn in episodes 1 and 2 of blackbird we finally got him Yay. we've been wanting to talk to colin for a really long time so it finally came together for us we talked to him last night before recording this podcast and yeah. he was so much fun just so fun it was a joy to talk to him so yeah. we're going to we're going to uh play that for you in a little bit too got a big episode it's so big. This might be (laughs) probably our longest episode. (laughs) I I don't know. know. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. There's a lot to talk about. But yeah, we are not done after this episode, just so we're clear. We have a pretty cool bonus episode. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode. We'll talk about our bonus episode because we need our listeners help with this episode. So we will talk to you about that. Stay tuned for that at the end of the episode. And yeah, we have lots more surprises and and Mm -hmm. big stuff coming. So we're not quite ready to give up on blackbird and devil details just yet we're having too much fun yeah it's it's hard we can't we can't just (laughs) give up now but we need to talk about episode six of blackbird yes are we ready to jump in
2: it's i feel like you need to take a cleansing breath before we start yes deep breaths so episode six is titled you promised and the description description is series finale Jimmy reaches his breaking point. Larry becomes suspicious. Macaulay and Miller talk to an important person in Larry's
0: life. Bum, bum, bum. There it is. An important <laughs> person in Larry's life. I love, ugh, there's so much, I'm so excited oh. to get into this. <laughs> I want to start and, talking about everything out of order, but we'll try and go in order.
2: <laughs> this was the uh, longest running episode. It was a, exactly an hour. Mm-hmm. The others were about 55 to 58 minutes.
0: Yeah. I can't believe they did it all in an hour. It wrapped up so Mm -hmm. beautifully. And still had time to do like the real life. Yeah. Like the cards. Yeah. Things that were saying all the what happened in real real life life, and updates. But this episode starts with this kind of weird fantasy like dream sequence. Yeah. I was very confused at first. <laughs> it, was, it was confusing. It was There was flashes between the young Jimmy scene and mm-hmm. Jimmy now and big Jim, both in the younger days and current days. And it was kind and of... And then Larry was dressed in his, uh, like, Civil War outfit. Right. And Jimmy was also dressed...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was wearing, like, a vest in... Like a white button-down shirt like he had just come from something business like <laughs> something and his hair yep <laughs> listen this episode is so full of taron hair watches uh-huh. it's through the whole episode but his hair in this uh scene it's kind of like wavy yeah it's, it's slicked back sort of how it has been throughout yeah. the show but it's like wavy got and... it like a
2: swoop in the front yeah kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind interesting. of Not to bring up old wounds, but kind of Billionaire Boys Club style. A little bit. A little bit of that vibe.
0: (laughs) Bring up old wounds. (laughs) Sorry, Karen. (laughs) The dreaded BBC. (laughs) Yeah, this dream. I mean, we also see Jessica Roach. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like Jimmy is leaving out what Larry just described to him in the last episode.
2: But still kind of fighting like a conflict within himself like
0: yeah which sort of manifests as him Mm -hmm. talking to larry in the dream yeah and then larry talking him through it and yeah he's like standing over him and he hands him the belts and there's this like Mm -hmm. scene where he cracks the belts together over jimmy's head and then jimmy is shown choking jessica Mm -hmm. and then jessica turns into rochelle for a second Mm -hmm. and then turns into macaulay for a second Mm -hmm. and it's crazy and he's choking all of these women that are a Mm -hmm. part of the story and then he's sort of jerked awake and he's in his cell
2: yeah i don't think i breathed during that whole section (laughs) yeah i was like i don't know what's going on like what is happening right it was very jarring yeah and then you had big jim and jimmy stuff going on and
0: yeah. It kept flipping. Like yeah. the people were turning into other people, which is very, that's how a lot of dreams. my dreams go too. Yeah. <laughs> that's how dreams go. Mm-hmm. People turn into other people, but they're still the same person in your mm-hmm. mind. But yeah. Yeah. Very dreamlike. It was good. And Lainey was so good in it too. Yeah. Lainey, that's the mm-hmm. uh, intense uh, scene that she, Yes. the scene that she was referring mm-hmm. to last episode. Yeah. That was a good one. But Yeah. And then when Jimmy's jerked awake- larry is standing at his open cell just watching terrifying yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess he he picked up that he was having a nightmare yeah yeah. he might have been talking in his sleep although larry said he didn't say anything yeah so maybe he was just like moving weird or crying or i don't know but this this scene got every single scene (laughs) I can't. The, the the thing that I love about this show is that there's zero wasted moments. Like, yeah, you ever. need to be paying attention to every moment because uh-huh. it's all important and it's all so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> tying all the stories together. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's true throughout the entire show, not just this mm-hmm. episode. They There's no wasted moments. So Larry is sort of going back on what he said in the woodshop and saying it was just a story Story. and this is so smart this what jimmy <laughs> yeah. is doing in this mm-hmm. scene is incredible because he is saying oh i i didn't believe it yeah. anyway you know this is you're a liar sound real anyway yeah and your details don't match up anyway mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense it's very clever he's like using this like reverse mm-hmm. psychology on him so and he almost smart. gets
2: angry like i knew you were lying yeah to kind of help play into that because larry doesn't want to be seen as a liar so he is playing into that
0: yeah so larry's like no wait no the story the actual uh story was that it was real yeah and me that i lied about it is the actual lie that i said (laughs) it's very funny and yeah there's this whole bit about how larry literally dug graves for Mm -hmm. his whole childhood but he didn't dig a grave for jessica roach so he couldn't have killed her a gotcha moment yeah um and jimmy points his toothbrush at him and it's very (laughs) he's like yeah ha (laughs) explain that See, i caught you (laughs) (laughs) but then larry's like no it's the explanation is very simple like he was going to go back and dig a grave Mm -hmm. he couldn't find the right spot to bury it's almost
2: like frantically saying like i would have gone back i would have gone back trying to like convince jimmy like i I was doing the right thing
0: really i really did kill her jimmy he's very adamant about it and uh but jimmy brushes everything off like Mm -hmm. none of this is true and yeah so larry asks him to meet him in the wood shop later and they have this Mm -hmm. exchange about a killer's eyes eyes which (laughs) yeah oh my god it's
2: kind of creepy the way paul larry said well what kind of eyes do i have yeah like he was he wanted that validation that he was seen which is kind of the whole theme of this episode but yeah
0: definitely the whole point of of larry's Mm -hmm. character
2: right but like he wanted to be noticed for who he was
0: yeah also during this whole scene (laughs) jimmy is brushing his teeth aggressive (laughs) so aggressively and it, i feel like i have, it gets aggressively like more and more aggressive teeth brushing through the the whole scene just I like have, harder and notes, harder it
2: says aggressively brushing his teeth still aggressive <laughs> more it was, like, aggressive like i would have choked myself with the toothbrush if i
0: was brushing my teeth that yeah. aggressively it just and it, like the brushing got louder and louder uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He was taking it out on his teeth. Yes, his, like, like his stress. His poor mouth. I hope he doesn't do that in real life because oh my gosh, gosh his, yeah, his gums ruin his gums. <laughs> yeah. So so loud. just yeah, <laughs> so weird.
2: He also, um, I noticed he struggled a little bit with the blanket when he was trying to put his pants on when he was getting out of the bed. The blanket got stuck like around his leg or something, and he couldn't get his leg out to get into his pants. I thought that yeah. was kind of funny. <laughs> but it, it made it seem real because I get stuck in my blankets all the time.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, and um, this was where he does all those push-ups, right? No? Well, not
0: almost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's first this bit where Jimmy's in the mess hall. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he's uh it's during some mealtime and people are looking at him again. Mm-hmm. And it's also it's still not I don't know. I guess it's apparent now that it's real, that all these people are looking at him and and, uh, they think he's a snitch. Yes. And you see Gigante looking at him and he looks over at Larry Hall. So there's still that vibe around the prison that Jimmy's a snitch and everyone Mm -hmm. knows about it. But yeah, then there's this workout montage, (laughs) Jimmy in his cell doing all these different workouts. Um, the up and down planks, he made them look easy. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, he's for me planking. He's doing push ups, sit ups, sit ups. Um, just doing his. Uh, I, this is just Taryn training to play Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I think is what's happening yeah. here, right? No, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, that's not happening. No, <laughs> probably. It's a rumor. <laughs> it's a rumor. When he said it. no, <laughs> but it still could be happening. Maybe. It's who knows. But then. Here comes our buddy. Our our buddy, (laughs) not Jimmy. (laughs) No, Jimmy's buddy. buddy. Uh, He wants to be, doesn't he? Yes. But it's Mr. Carter. It's our CEO Carter. Watch our last CEO Carter watch (laughs) of the show. (laughs) Don't get emotional about it. Our last CEO Carter watch. It's a big one. It's crazy. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. The scene was really good. It was really good. I loved it. I was enamored by it. I. I mean, obviously, it's not a secret that this storyline is probably my favorite thing uh to follow on the show but it's it's really good Mm -hmm. jimmy's cell doors closed so the other Mm -hmm. cell doors are open but his is closed on purpose carter tells him to open up and they sort of square up it's the framing of the scene is really cool Mm -hmm. um they they step out and Jimmy's standing in front of the cell next to his, mm-hmm. like in front of the open door and Carter standing in front of Jimmy's open door and they're facing mm-hmm. each other.
2: And did you notice Taryn's voice is a little bit raspier and deeper it is. in the scene. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a purposeful um, choice or if it was just because his voice was tired.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Carter asks Jimmy where his girlfriend is, obviously referring to Larry and, now Carter is saying he wants to help Jimmy <laughs> rat out Larry. Yes, uh, keep a kid killer in jail, and uh, <laughs> we he wants to be part of the team and audition. Yeah, he wants to audition for a job with the marshals, um, and he says,
3: "Be your true blue bud."
0: <laughs> and we get we get one last bud from Mr. Yeah. Carter
2: <laughs> calling Jimmy bud. You almost believe that that's truly what he wants. Like you don't know, like. Is he trying to get something else out of it? Is he being
0: truthful? Like it was you almost believe him. yeah, and I think that is it. I think that mm-hmm. the tables have turned now mm-hmm. now Carter wants this thing out of Jimmy yeah and yeah. it's it's oh the scene is so beautiful mm-hmm. like Carter's little bit of power that he has yeah. over Jimmy. He has spent it already. Yep. So. It's gone. And Jimmy calls him out on it. Mm -hmm. Like the way that Jimmy starts smiling because he figures out that Carter is like. Like What what else can you do? Trying to become a part of this. And Carter's struggling here. He is Mm -hmm. trying to maintain this like superiority complex he's like still trying to be like i have the power in the situation mm-hmm. but he totally doesn't anymore no
2: and i i wrote down uh the old jimmy came back the tough the cocky the right. you know kind of puffed his chest out a little bit more yeah. which we hadn't seen since he's been in this prison because he's been kind of
0: taken down he really yeah it's so good but it, yeah kind of he kind of got that peacock look again right and he, and uh carter yeah he's still trying Mm -hmm. to be like oh i can still make things miserable for you Mm -hmm. and but jimmy (laughs) jimmy's like you already put the snitch jacket on me (laughs) you already messed with my phone calls so what else is there yeah carter's has this empty threat Mm -hmm. he's like i I could still you know there's still stuff that i could do you don't want to find out what else i can do and jimmy gets up in his face Uh he's like you know, It's very similar to what Carter did to him mm-hmm. in episode in the, three when they yeah. first had their big in- encounter. Um, gets up in his face and he's like, do it. What are you going to do? Right. And
1: uh, it's well, intense. Good. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you can see on Carter's face, like mm-hmm. he's he's still trying to keep that smug look. But like his lip quivers a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Like, oh, it. this is it. This is oh. this is done. And so and then we don't see Carter anymore. No, that's it. That's it for Carter, Jimmy's It was a good, it was a good final scene, though. It was really good, really good, man. A good conclusion to that bit of the yes. story. Well done, Joe. Go, Joe, our fave. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I didn't even take notes on this scene. Um, but yeah. this is when Big Jim and his wife are getting breakfast and
1: mm-hmm.
0: or lunch. <sighs> I guess they have a little exchange about that whether it's breakfast or lunch yeah. because they're talking about how they're trying to get Jimmy's phone call stuff figured mm-hmm. out and uh they're getting food um and big jim has a stroke mm-hmm. and it's it's rough and ray is just so good yeah oh, gosh broke my heart cuz it's you you don't know he's stuttering so much and then he starts mm-hmm. to completely jumble up his words and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's hard to watch yeah um which means it was played beautifully by yeah. by Ria Liotta. <laughs> yeah, because it was, it felt real. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know when it was, but later on we see him in like a hospital bed just lying yeah. there with, you know, tubes on his face and stuff. Mm-hmm. and You don't know if he's going to make it. Yeah, it's kind of this tense moment. But after that is when Gigante and Jimmy have their last mm-hmm. interaction of the show. He talks about how his friend got cancer and only had a few months left to live, but ended up having an accident and slipping and falling and, and dying a couple days after. And he just just says, yeah, you never know. And that's, that's the end of it, which this (laughs) storyline, I think this might be my one sort of complaint (laughs) it didn't really go anywhere right yeah not that it's it's bad necessarily but it it's a big part of the actual story this whole Mm -hmm. gigante and jimmy thing because in real life gigante was this big distraction Mm -hmm. for jimmy's whole operation it took up a lot of jimmy's time because gigante wanted him to eat all his meals with them and and hang out with his group all day right so it made it so Jimmy could have really only interact with Larry at night. And he mm-hmm. was very limited in that. So I, I think I maybe would have wanted to see more of that <laughs> yeah. in the show. Um, I don't know how that would have happened, whether Affected. it's another episode or. Yeah. It might have been
2: a little bit. Cut for time. But he yeah. was kind of like the voice of reason throughout the series, too. Because he kind of gave little tidbits of things to Jimmy. Yeah. Like, I feel like just was like, you know voice of wisdom the guy that's been there the longest
0: yeah i I think there's also a little bit of a parallel of his dad like Mm -hmm. having sort of a father figure in there as well yeah and that played a little bit but i don't know i wanted i did want more from that storyline um but it it wrapped up and i think this uh this scene uh, coupled with mr carter's scene Mm
1: -hmm.
0: sort of is making it clear, like, Jimmy is out of time. Like, he needs to get out of prison ASAP. This needs to happen right now. And it, it's putting the pressure on. So we're back in the woodshop. Yes. Again, big, huge, huge pivotal scene, which is a trend yeah. in the woodshop apparently now. Yes. Uh, Larry is there with mm-hmm. a big map on this table. And the map is surrounded by carvings of falcons yes of little bird carvings that he is very proud of he's proud of the map and he's proud of the birds which i thought was interesting because in real life larry when when jimmy first sees this map which really happened i (laughs) guess i can't reiterate enough how much of this is is real like it's It's straight from the book pretty much right out of the book but in real life larry at first tried to hide the map from Mm -hmm. jimmy before showing it to him But in this, Larry's very proud of his work. He's proud to show his friend, um, particularly the falcons. Yeah. He kind of almost ignored the map. Yeah. Like he didn't really, it was just kind of extra piece. Like he was
2: mm -hmm. more interested in the birds. Like that's what Larry really wanted him to see. That's the thing he's proud of. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And he says that his his brother Gary paints them black. (laughs) Yes. The blackest black you've ever seen. Black bird. Blackbird, there it is, guys. Mm-hmm. Blackbird. Wait until the very end. I mean, they, Blackbird was it throughout <laughs> yeah, the whole show. There's, but... there's been references, but they, yeah. they spelled it out for us right here. Yes. Blackbirds, here they are. And I, he says, like, they watch
2: over the dead. And he, the way he had them lined up over the map was watching over the graves. Yeah. Of oh, the, the graves.
0: The well bodies. done. And yeah, Jimmy figures out what mm-hmm. the map is and what the birds represent to Larry. Yeah. Um
2: Between the music and the the lighting of the scene, it gave it such an eerie feel that yeah. you, something big was going to happen.
0: Yeah. It just built that up inside. And just Ugh. being in the woodshop again, where mm-hmm. that big scene from episode five happened, yep. it was like, oh, great. Here, here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> Get oh, ready. No. And... Uh, there's the, you know, the reference to the eyes again, because Jimmy's like, yep. what eyes are you talking about? Or mm-hmm. are, the, are these the eyes you're talking about? Yes. Like, yes. And also gives Jimmy this crazy, crazy eye look. Yeah. Ugh, Paul in the scene. Oh, my God. I I can't. I can't. He's terrifying. Like, he's mind blowing.
2: Yeah. So talented and so good. Because it makes you your skin crawl
0: at oh what's happening. My gosh. It's a lot. And he's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, yeah. gr- like growling, talking through his teeth. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen to me. I am a part of something. Is what mm-hmm. he's saying, and then just blatantly admits yeah. to very specific details mm-hmm. of, um, particularly Trisha Wrightler's yes. whole uh, murder and and folding mm-hmm. her clothes and it's tells earring. Jimmy all about it. Right, because um, the earring—it was a very specific thing. Yeah,
2: it was, was very on top.
0: some something that only he and authorities know about yes. the situation. And he tells Jimmy about it. He he stabbed her and choked
2: mm-hmm. her, but only stabbed her because she was hitting him, not because he wanted to stab her. Like he was yeah. very like clear. Like he was like, "I didn't stab her because I wanted to. I was defending myself." <laughs> the way
0: he said that, yeah. That, the the whole scene oh my gosh but the way he said like she was hitting me like it was like obviously i had to stab her it oh oh my goodness Mm -hmm. and you can see like the pain in jimmy's eyes
2: of like hearing all of this but knowing he had to keep like pushing
0: yeah to get
2: answers and confessions because he knew he was close to getting what he needed because he saw the map and larry's talking so he kept trying to like maybe you can get to them anonymously like yeah maybe if you tell somebody
0: he is really trying to you know keep this whole you know stay in character Mm -hmm. yeah as larry's friend Mm -hmm. and appeal to trying to appeal to some humanity in him with getting peace like he could get peace and yeah and he could give these people peace and really appeal to his spirituality that Mm -hmm. larry has yeah could get closure and yeah but jimmy or now i'm gonna mix them up (laughs) Uh, but Larry is uh he just takes it like Jimmy's joking with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, you're you're just playing just like Gary. You're just like Gary. There's yeah. a lot of Jimmy Jimmy is the surrogate Gary mm-hmm. in Larry's life. And uh he has this horrifying giggle and oh. <laughs> and laughs it off.
1: <laughs> James. <laughs> James 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 James, you're fucking with me. You're always fucking with me. It's just like Gary.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> mm. oh, and so this is, oh my gosh, it's like a turning point for Jimmy, mm-hmm. right? Where he it flips the switch for him. Yeah, I have a switch flips. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like first, his his breath is shaky, and he's like, just give these people. Yeah, he gets like frantic release, and and Larry is like. I don't need to do that. I'm mm-hmm. going to win my appeal. And yeah. he's very convinced of that. And mm-hmm. this is, Jimmy just totally breaks at yeah. this point. He he uh, he screams mm-hmm. and
2: oh, feel it's like, amazing. You can feel like cause he's stumbling to get his words out because yeah. he's trying so hard to stay in that character, but he's something's going off on his mind and he's like
0: frantic and you know, yeah. stuttering over his words because he can't get it out fast enough yeah and it yeah and it just builds and builds and then he flips and he screams
1: you kill children who cry for their mothers you demented fucking monster
0: and larry's larry figures it out larry says beaumont sent you um and jimmy doesn't acknowledge that at all of course but it's true and uh and he chokes out Jimmy. He attacks him. Yeah. It's I wild. Larry flips to animal like.
2: Yeah. Which is, comes later in the story, too. But um, yes. He like growls and doesn't even sound human at that point. He's like, monstrous.
0: totally different person. It's crazy. I mean, <sighs> yeah, demented monster kind of is a yeah. good descriptor. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, it's so Ugh. crazy. Oh.
2: Um, both of them in this scene, between the episode five scene and this, that's their emmy submissions because
0: (laughs) please please like pick one because they're both so good in those scenes oh my gosh oh it's wild so wild and yeah the the guards come in and finally separate them Mm -hmm. and larry is just like spitting disgusting curse words and Mm -hmm. just like vile things really and getting personal too Mm -hmm. at jimmy like i know you want to go and like fuck your mom and stuff like yeah. it's it's crazy and he's just letting loose oh my gosh it's so much and so they they end up being locked into their cells mm-hmm. so there's this big tension building yeah where you know they're looking at each other and there's like a voiceover of yes. jimmy talking to one of the guards like i need to talk to my doctor i need to talk mm-hmm. to zickerman and they're like it's not happening yeah. maybe in the morning maybe we'll tomorrow you in, we'll hook you in. up yeah i liked that it was voiceovers while they're staring each
2: other down kind of because it showed the franticness and that tension building
0: right and i, I like that they
2: didn't show it actually happening that it was more just voiceovers because it was like it made it so much more
0: yeah it was a cool <laughs> storytelling element yeah there. i liked that the next morning oh um <laughs> <laughs> the cell would, all the cells open up except I for jimmy's sleep I, n- I know that he was but i would be afraid to close yeah, my eyes and, and it is it seems pretty clear that jimmy didn't sleep that night yeah. he's when uh, the cells dirty. open up he's sitting up and he's stressed like shaking yeah and uh so but his cell doesn't open everyone else's does and larry gives him this look and kind of laughs and walks away <laughs> yeah and jimmy can't open his door that would give me such anxiety even knowing if i was in
2: that situation as an actor knowing (laughs) that i'm not stuck in there but everybody else's door opened and then mine didn't yeah and now knowing that they had it on like a a pulley system that they couldn't just open it up it was like oh that would give me but yeah oh it'd be terrifying yeah that's why i'm not in prison (laughs) that's why That's that's the only reason I couldn't handle being locked into a room.
0: <laughs> the only thing keeping me from doing a terrible federal crime is <laughs> there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um finally, Jimmy's cell does open yeah. and he doesn't see anyone around at first. But it almost gives you anxiety because you know somebody's waiting. Something's <laughs> happening for sure. Somebody's waiting the music, for music, And you're like, somebody's on the other side of that wall. And and Jimmy knows too. And he kind of tentatively steps out and boom, he's surrounded. There's guards mm-hmm. on the other side of him. Larry's doctor is there. Jimmy Keene is there. The real Jimmy Keene. <laughs> this is his his cameo. He plays one of the guards in here. Uh, which is very exciting yeah. to see. All all these guards uh, grab Jimmy and Jimmy's mm-hmm. screaming and and the real Jimmy grabs, <laughs> Taryn's legs. legs and they they drag him he's into, like thrashing about. Yeah, screaming and and struggling and they drag him into solitary also, and he's he yelling-, yelling. He kept his accent while
2: frantically thrashing. I don't know how I would have lost very.
0: The- that's why yeah. he's an actor, and I'm not. Yeah, he, I mean, he worked at it, and he yes. had help from a yes. from a voice coach or from a a dialect coach. But yeah,
2: I mean, to keep it that strong while screaming and like losing your voice because his voice was hoarse. I'm sure yeah. from shooting it so many times, but and then to be so like thrashing about and people dragging you and throwing you into a room, yeah, shows how talented he is. <laughs>
0: And I, I just, I notice it's only a flash of it, but you see Larry's doctor there too. And Mm -hmm. her face is very like, you messed with my patient. So now you're, you know, getting punishment for this. And, uh, but he's closed up in solitary. Mm -hmm. He's also yelling Zickerman's phone number that he gave him as like this get out of jail. Well, not get out of jail free (laughs) card, but (laughs) that's not Not a great term for it. But, uh, you know, it's it's supposed supposed to be be his magic
2: code
0: yeah yeah to get, his help, ways, like this, yeah,
2: to, get uh, to speak to somebody
0: yeah and it's it's not working and he it's shut in there and he's you know he's in here and he's desperately trying to keep the image of this map yes. in his head because this is like the big gotcha evidence mm-hmm. that he, he needs. knew this is what he needed and larry knows that he knows that so mm-hmm. it's very urgent and he's like some he is begging the guards for a, a writing pencil. utensil a pencil or a crayon he says, like yeah. he's like desperate he's like anything, anything something to write with and i think at this point the lines start to blur between jimmy you know like the guards think he's just yelling crazy stuff to right. try and get out of solitary confinement right. and they think and, he is uh, crazy everybody in that section yeah, i mean this prison is, is mm-hmm. for the criminally insane Right. So they just maybe are just assuming he's another crazy person yelling and mm-hmm. screaming random stuff that isn't true. Right. But I think the lines are kind of blurry because Jimmy probably is, his mental state is yeah. going down the he knows longer he's he in there. If he thinks of anything but
2: that map, he's going to lose it. So yeah. he's just focused on that map and keeping it in his brain. Exactly. So I think he is trying like going delirious because...
0: Yeah. That's
2: all he can focus on. He can't think of
0: anything else. Yeah. And he's in solitary confinement, which, you know, when you're in a place like that, you know, you don't have a window Mm -hmm. and you don't know how time is passing. Your Mm -hmm. only clue is when you get meals throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, it's fair to say that his mental health was taking a hit during this whole thing. And then nobody was listening to him either. Yeah. Every
2: time they try to give him a blanket, you can only ask for a blanket. (laughs)
0: They and they take it away too like they try mm-hmm. and give him toilet paper and then he starts like please just give me a pencil and they're like no you, can you watch lost your toilet paper they do it. yeah they yeah. do give
2: him the blanket
0: yeah i think that's about it
2: but he eventually yeah, gets they even paper.
0: take away the meal at one point they like mm-hmm. put it in the slot and he's like i need it i need a pen i need something to write with they're like fine no no food yeah oh it's crazy and uh he finds like a chip in the paint on the wall <laughs> and starts this. trying to peel at it and
2: yeah. that
0: doesn't really get him anywhere I'll be honest. I thought when he
2: started chipping away, it was going to be like a brick could slide out, and it would be like a way that he could get to
0: his doctor. <laughs> was that weeping. would be wild. That's like a really uh, fictional sort of like way too prison, many moment. prison <laughs> movies. Yeah, that but would that's be wild. Yeah, that's what I thought
2: for a split second. maybe that's what he thought too yeah i was like oh that brick could slide out and maybe that's why they put him in there because then they're going to get him to his doctor
0: (laughs) (laughs) that happened very quickly in my brain (laughs) unfortunately that is not what happens sadly um i i'm thinking he was trying to draw the map by chipping the paint off the wall but it didn't it didn't work and then there's flashes of um larry talking about how bodily fluids
1: mm-hmm.
0: serve different functions i don't i think that's from episode three yes where uh where they were talking about that is it when they're cleaning after the riot no i think it's no. before that when they are um when larry and jimmy first go into like the boiler room together oh yes yeah 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 i think they're talking about the, the rats that are like laminated to the floor right and uh first learn in depth about larry's uh cleaning stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah so there's flashes of that speech that larry was talking about the bodily fluids yes (laughs) so that gives jimmy this uh grand idea i couldn't watch this scene (laughs) oh oh boy
2: i had to watch it with my hands over my eyes like peeking every once in a while
0: yeah it was pretty rough he 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 chews on his finger to to (laughs) cause it to bleed and starts drawing on the wall in blood with his finger the worst part about it is that this map did not look like anything after he was done drawing it like it sort of resembled the map but it was definitely unreadable which any hand-drawn map from memory is not gonna be great
2: but the fact that he was able to get it out of his brain I think helped kind of at least he knew okay I have something to work from yeah, and so it gave him of, that
0: sort of release, too. Because yeah.
2: you can see he kind of, the desperation wasn't as bad. He kind of collapsed. The, he's, yeah. he's
0: thrashed. He, like, sits back. Well, he also lost a lot of blood. <laughs> he also <laughs> lost. There's a lot of blood on the wall from his multiple fingers that so he, he bit to make, cause them to bleed. And Ugh. I couldn't. Another yeah. reason I couldn't be in jail. Cool. It's crazy. Um, and then through this, there's also cuts of uh, seeing Larry's map being mailed out yes. to Gary. So there goes that evidence being sent uh, through the mail. You to... still hope that they can get it, like intercept it. Like there's, you still yeah. have that hope. Like it's, just, yeah. At this point, it's just I think it ends up just in a mail truck here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's still possible at this mm-hmm. point in the episode. <laughs> but Miller and Macaulay go and visit Gary. At Mm -hmm. his father's house, Gary Hall, Larry's brother. And the dad is burning a bunch of stuff in this. Flowers and stuff from the graves. He has this big barrel fire. And they're like, is that a normal thing that happens? (laughs) He's like, yeah, sure. You got dead flowers. You got all this other stuff. Yeah. And just whatever else he (laughs) feels like burning sometimes, you know? You know how you just want to burn stuff?
2: Foreshadowing foreshadowing yeah
0: huge foreshadowing moment <laughs> it's basically spelled out for you there yes. right there's cuts that you know you see this map being mailed oh. out and then you see Larry and Gary's dad burning stuff in yep. a barrel so but this moment with Gary and Macaulay and Miller first of all he compliments Macaulay's looks and yes. you know sort of flirting with it's her and in a couple years since
2: they first went to his house
0: right yeah and he's met both miller and macaulay Mm. but yeah macaulay just effortlessly makes any man in this show shuts it down yeah just think twice about talking to her as just this woman you know she's an fbi agent and she's doing her job yeah she's amazing and uh she i mean she takes a compliment she's very Mm -hmm. polite but she's like uh we need to talk yeah we're here for a reason and uh gary doesn't let them in the house yeah but he does bring out a pitcher of like water or lemonade he's or something hospitable. yeah we have manners and they they sit down at this table outside his house or i guess gary makes it clear that he doesn't live there he's yeah. just helping out it's his still parents house. Um, gary has moved on with his life yes. he's married he's you know just helping his family out mm-hmm. and they they talk to him and gary he knows that larry is not someone who will live a normal life right. have you know a wife and two and a half kids like mm-hmm. any other regular dude right and uh and he's gonna have to kind of keep an eye on him basically yeah and uh, Give him his job and all of that he hints at this thing like he knows that larry's done terrible things but mm-hmm. not that he's killed right. um but miller's like he yes he has killed girls and you know that he's done that But yeah, Gary's still maintaining this innocence Mm -hmm. of Larry and he, he goes and he brings out a photo album and he grabs some beers and (laughs) it's like, he's kind of settling in for a a Mm -hmm. longer conversation. But during this, Jimmy is still trying to convince, he's trying to convince this guard that he's not crazy. Yeah. And this guard, you you don't see the guard's face. It's just. Yeah. I wonder if that's purposeful, like just so you don't know who it is i don't know but the,
2: his voice is so it's familiar like deep and it's commanding and yeah, yeah it you was never very familiar him. so i don't know if it was somebody i don't know had that voice
0: or if it was somebody that we know who it was he, he sounded very cool very like mufasa from the yeah. lion king yeah. <laughs> very just like deep
1: your name's jim right yes jimmy yes jimmy don't you ever say fbi to me again You hear me? Fucking answer me! Yes,
3: I hear you.
0: Yeah, Jimmy's trying to convince him. Like he he tells he tells the guard the whole thing. He Mm -hmm. like a condensed version of what he's doing there. He's sent to get a confession from Larry Hall, and he needs to send a message to the FBI. And the guard is like, "Don't ever say don't ever say any of that to me again. That you, you this is not helping your case. You don't sound." You sound crazy, yeah, but he's like his voice was so distraught and like broken, yeah. and yeah, Jimmy's and breaking down, sobbing. Um, and I was like, Oh, help him, right? Yeah, I mean, he thinks at this point he's screwed up and he won't mm-hmm. be able to get his info out there before yeah. it's too late. And he and knows his face that... just shows like the exhaustion and the... yeah, and like despair, like desperation. Yeah, oh, such a good that's another one that should be submitted. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could submit the whole show. Yeah, just watch this. Give, just give them all the awards. It was, yeah, my heart was broken during that. Like, that's what we should do with this podcast after we're done with Blackbird. Is we're just on like an Emmy, like an awards run. Yeah, we just we just sit here and try and convince people to like vote, (laughs) vote for Paul Walter Hauser for an Emmy. Vote for all these. (laughs) Vote for best cinematography you know like, lighting <laughs> uh maybe not that's <laughs> that might be a little exhausting but they all deserve an emmy so. they do they do and we're yeah we're backing all these people for awards uh forever and ever amen yes. <laughs> back back to the good stuff back st- <laughs> back to what we're doing here gary and uh macaulay and miller are mm-hmm. still together there's a little appearance from our friend cade in the photo yes. album. Kate yes. Tropiano, who plays young Larry. Um, we see pictures of him in there. So they're talking to Gary, and this shot is, I think it was very cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Miller and Macaulay are sitting on one side of the table. Gary is on the other side facing them. And we start sort of panning into Gary telling this story. Yeah. Then eventually Miller and Macaulay are out of frame. And it just right. zooms it's in just right just on Gary's face.
2: It's when he it
0: starts telling the story
2: of the hitchhiker.
0: Right, The one that was referenced at the end of episode mm-hmm. four, they picked up this girl, and they were in a tent together, and they were both messing with her. Mm-hmm. But Larry kind of took it too far. too far and and Gary knew that, and he he was watching it happen, and he was he describes what Larry was doing he
2: It sounds like Gary was almost in shock that he was frozen, like he couldn't do anything because he was yeah. so shocked that that. His brother was doing that
0: yeah and he's he's watching this happen and and uh and i think while while gary's telling the story it's starting to get to him that like Mm -hmm. larry might be capable of these terrible things just because he has seen this and and it almost went it almost went that far and and because he was hitting this girl and choking her and uh gary had to say don't yeah had to stop him and larry knew what that meant and Mm -hmm. the girl knew what that meant don't take it any further than that yeah
2: and he says this is where gary says he turned into some kind of wolf yeah very predatorial Mm -hmm. which he showed with jimmy in the woodshop
0: yeah yeah it tracks it all tracks and And, throughout this it's clear that gary feels responsible for larry mm -hmm. as his older brother and almost feels responsible for the terrible things that he did because mm-hmm. he didn't do enough to stop, stop. this moment or something. And, and Miller has kind, of kind of encouraged Larry to, to
2: do it in the beginning before it right. got out of
0: control. But yeah, Miller and McCulley are like you, I mean, you didn't cause him to kill these girls, right. but he did kill him. And Gary is still maintaining that Larry isn't a killer, but, mm-hmm. or, or maybe he's just putting up this front for the cops yeah. that he's talking to. But it's, it's getting to him. And I think the performance from Jake McLaughlin mm-hmm. in this scene and in one at the end of the episode, too, is it's amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. And, and I wasn't distracted by his eyes uh, like I was in the
1: earlier. Episodes. Speaking of his
0: eyes, though, I did my second time and my sister actually
2: mentioned it the first time. He and Taryn have similar eye color kind of like sparkle. And they hold their mouths very similar when Hmm. they talk. Interesting. So they could be like brothers
0: maybe. maybe. they should be the brothers. Yeah.
2: (laughs) They look more like the twins, to
0: be honest. um,
2: I noticed they have very similar eye shape, color, Hmm. and the way they hold their mouths. I noticed it. Like they kind of like, you guys can't see it, but they, if you know (laughs) Taryn, he kind of like puts his bottom lip into his mouth a little bit sometimes yeah when he's just kind of thinking about things
0: yeah i think that's also i think that's a an, an actor go-to i think i yeah. see that with a lot of actors where they kind of suck their lip in or yeah like he's trying um, to recall a line yeah they act act with their <laughs> <Yeah>. mouths <laughs> but uh before the scene is over macaulay tries to appeal to gary and because gary when he was talking about that night with the hitchhiker says that he stayed up all night to watch mm-hmm. Larry and make sure nothing else happened so Macaulay's like do you if he gets out you're yeah. gonna have to stay up all night every night to make sure that he doesn't do anything else to women like that again okay. so it was like a plea like come on yeah. like you don't want this for your life right so we'll see the results of that later Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now jimmy's safe yeah jimmy gets, gets out. pulled out of solitary his doctor's there dr zickerman he's upset that no one told him what was going on and he's like this other doctor is gonna you know her actions are under review but jimmy doesn't care he's got a no, one he's, like, focused yeah he's like stop talking to me i, I need a pen yep. right now demands a pen uh they find him a sharpie who goes they think the doctor goes and tries to find paper and he just he's like no whatever, i don't care starts drawing on the table <laughs> during during this the package with the map is delivered <sighs> to larry's father mm-hmm. and when jimmy's drawing the map it's yeah it's not going to be accurate you can't I wonder hand if draw it drawing it like
2: if he drew it if he drew the whole map i don't know yeah, or like i mean he definitely drew parts of
0: it but i wonder if he drew because i know yeah. he can draw and it, it, it's it's very interesting it wasn't like just lines he was like scribbling yeah like it was like making lines scrantic. bolder like this is a borderline and then this is a river and then he's yeah. like drawing the dots he draws the map and it's like he he he's looking at it and he knows that it's not this is not gonna help this is nothing this is not gonna help it's better than the blood map yeah. but it's still not accurate Because you don't know where the dots are like yeah just a vague idea like oh it was like an inch away from the river i don't know if the river's in the right place even yeah but he's so emotional like he's out of solitary and he's he's talking to macaulay is there too yes and he tells macaulay all of these things that larry told him about the murders he he talks about the belts that Larry used to strangle Jessica, and he talks about Trisha's, mm-hmm. Trisha Reitler's clothes with the earring on top. But it
2: looked like he was, like, having a hard time recalling it because it was so bad, and, like, he tried to block it out of his memory. It was, like, it was just coming to him in, like,
0: spurts. like Yeah, but he knew he had to, he had to have something, that, like, and so he just starts, just, yeah, whatever he could get out. that I learned, and... Macaulay is, like, thrilled, almost, (laughs) you know, and and this is, like, this is another callback. There's, they're calling back to everything in this episode, but it's a callback to when she first started talking to Mm -hmm. Jimmy, and he asked how Jessica died, and Mm -hmm. she didn't really tell him. She's like, when he tells you, you tell me. Yeah. So this is that happening. This is him telling her all the details of the, of the murders, and the look of disbelief on his face
2: when she says, you got him.
0: Yeah, you got and him. he's like, wait, wait, what I told you were is what you need? Like, yeah. I didn't give you the body, so. Right. Um, his hair in this scene, just real quick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> we will never let go of the hair. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's falling forward in his face and it's like, but I mean, it makes sense that it's yeah. like this. disheveled it's not, and yeah. disoriented and everything. Um, and it doesn't really say how long he was in yeah. this solitary confinement, but he had enough time to grow some facial hair mm-hmm. in the process. So that's something—not a full beard, no. like it says in the book that Jimmy ended up with. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, just, uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I don't know if tearing full off the full beard look. No, I don't think.
2: Although the fan manipulations of him as wolverine <laughs> don't work too bad
0: with the sideburns, with yeah. the burn sides. Yes. Um, <laughs> we need to stop talking about Wolverine. <laughs> but in all of this, you know, it's kind of a celebratory moment, and then we see Robert Hall, Larry and Gary's father, burning the map. And you're like in no! his weird barrel, and then
2: the Falcon. There it goes, burning it all. Like he knew that that's what that was, and it's yeah. gonna just destroy it before anybody sees it.
0: Yeah, there's no physical evidence of this, and and that sucks because Mm -hmm. that is the key um a way for them to find the bodies of these Mm -hmm. girls but that's gone which is real i keep Mm -hmm. saying that (laughs) this this is real (laughs) real. this really happened i guess there's no proof that it got mailed to robert hall and that he burned it but there was a map and Larry was out. It 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 was gone. There was yeah. a map and then it was gone. Yeah. We don't really know for sure what happened there, but it's gone. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Jimmy. I mean it's not okay. No. <laughs> There's other things that'll help. Jimmy is in court. The judge uh I feel like the judge is just reading this straight yeah. out of the book. Um, <laughs> these lines of what the judge said to Jimmy. Um, his air of entitlement is gone Mm -hmm. that he had when they first met and uh but his sentence is commuted and jimmy's free to go immediately yep which there's a whole chapter in the book that uh, (laughs) (laughs) basically he was not free to go immediately Mm -hmm. he was still in jail for a couple months after that yeah but not in springfield they got him out of springfield they sent him back back to back to myland for a while Mm -hmm. and back to kind of bounced him around the prison system for a while but he finally got out um so much crying after that. So much <laughs> crying. So bad. Uh, he was a totally different person, like the judge said, like, in yeah. this court
2: than he was in the first so, one.
0: Yeah, so emotional. All, all these moments of crying are earned, though. It's not, like, yes. too much crying, but there's no, a lot of no. crying. And it's not over the top. It was no, well done. It was like, this guy just got out of prison. He gets to go hang out with his dad now. He, after, like, know. intense
2: time like intense excuse me intense time it was a roller coaster
0: yeah it was wild so he gets out of he gets out of court and he goes and talks to beaumont and Mm -hmm. beaumont thanks him and and jimmy still thinks that he maybe didn't do enough he didn't find the bodies and that Mm -hmm. was the whole plan and um but beaumont's like you did plenty right and um, Jimmy meets Brian Miller for the mm-hmm. first time, yeah. which is crazy that they have yeah. not met up until now. I, know. This I <laughs> that too. weird, but they hadn't no um, it's wild. Um, but they meet and uh, he talk about it uh, couldn't even say Jessica's name. yeah, right because he was knowing
2: what happened. he couldn't even like get it out. Yeah and, and Miller's like, yeah.
0: yeah. And he, he found Jessica mm-hmm. Roach. And yeah, and uh, he has this moment with Miller and Macaulay, mm-hmm. their last little thing, and then he walks out. Yeah. He's a free works. man. Um, but we're still in court because now yes. it's Larry's appeal court and yes. his appeal is denied.
2: Yeah. <sighs> and he almost seemed shocked when that happened. Yeah. Like, like this is not was, how it's supposed wait, to happen. Wait a minute. I was supposed to win my appeal.
0: Yeah. that's. I mean, that's what he's maintained this entire time. And uh, this is our first bit that we see at the end with the like the real descriptions yes. on the scenes that we see on screen. Mm-hmm. So it says, after losing his appeal, Larry attempted suicide. He was unsuccessful. Yes. And then Big Jim is seen, and he is recovered from his stroke. His face is drooping on one side, yeah. but he's he's you know just sitting in a chair with his wife on the, just like waiting, thing, waiting for his sun to show up and there's more crying ugh. moments <laughs> and Jim and Jimmy are seen together and... And to
2: know that that was his last scene ugh. I, mean, I don't know if that was the last scene he shot but still
0: yeah it's a beautiful moment and Ray is crying and... <laughs> heartbreaking <sighs> and uh, oh my goodness um, this is when uh, Jimmy
2: is wearing an outfit very similar to what Taryn wore <laughs> Yeah, doing promo.
0: Wearing this uh this polo shirt with a an interesting pattern that mm-hmm. he maybe tried to emulate in his <laughs> press tour that he did for this show. Um, but again on screen another like real life mm-hmm. descriptor. On November 28, two thousand four, big Jim Keane died from a heart attack mm-hmm. five full years after his son was released from yes. prison. So it's a, it's a happy ending sort of for, for them. They, I'm, I'm, glad they didn't, yeah. and I'm glad they didn't do this like dramatic yeah, death moment that they fully could have done.
1: Mm-hmm. And they,
0: they made it a highlight instead that Jimmy had a full five, five years, years with his dad. Yeah. Which
2: was very important, especially in the book. Like that was his whole sole reason of yeah. doing this because he wanted to get out to be with his dad.
0: Yeah. That was his big motivation. And he got that much more time with him <clears throat> that he yeah. wouldn't have had otherwise. Right, vindication, beautiful, beautiful ending to that <laughs> mm-hmm. moment. So we're uh, we're starting to wrap things up, you guys. I know. Oh, there's, I mean, there's still some stuff left. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's coming to a conclusion. Um, and this is when my—I don't know when you started crying, but I definitely cried a lot, and this, that's kind of when the tears started flowing oh, yeah, for me. my tears started when uh, he was screaming for a pencil. Yeah. Oh, it, he, yeah. yeah. It was just <laughs> downhill from there. Oh, it's so emotional. G- uh, Gary is visiting Larry in prison mm-hmm. now. Larry is catatonic almost. He's very yeah. drowsy, sleepy, not awake, and. Yeah. Uh, he says he's not Gary. sleeping. Yeah, that he's not sleeping, and Gary's like, "They're supposed to take care of this. This mm-hmm. was a factor in why you tried to kill yourself, um, which is a real part of the story." Yeah. T- <laughs> Sorry, I keep <laughs> saying it like that. It's true. Larry had sleep apnea, which was causing him to be uh, depressed and uh, delusional.
2: Yeah, or not delusional, but like having these visions and stuff.
0: Right, um, but he's gary's trying to you know asking if he's okay and they need to be treating you and um this you know brother moment it's big um yeah he uh larry is like i don't belong in here and gary says yes you do and it takes larry a second to Mm -hmm. realize that that's what he said and he's like wait what did did you 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 just say you said yes i do what do you mean so yeah larry's brother is not gonna keep defending him like this Mm -hmm. anymore he's uh, there's this really emotional moment between them and gary blames himself for how larry turned out and and larry is feeling betrayed that gary's it feels like gary's giving up on him maybe and god i I said earlier how awesome jacob (laughs) laughlin is and and in this part it's so good he plays it with these layers and Mm -hmm. uh actually this morning i read this um interview with paul walter hauser about the blackbird yeah. finale and uh he talks about jake and how good of an actor he is mm-hmm. and just how delicate and thoughtful he was in the role and so i good. mean i agree yeah, yeah it was really so good. good i want to watch because he more like treated larry with Jamie. larry with
2: like kid gloves but still was very like no you you did this like this yeah. is what you did mhm but still was very kind hearted in a way yeah still that's was... still his
0: brother mm-hmm. i can't remember i think uh oh that interview with paul walter hauser from deadline it just oh. came out a couple days ago i think oh, I um, um he talks a lot about the blackbird finale it's really it's a good interview but yeah gary sort of pleads to larry to do what's right mm-hmm. and not even for the people, not right. even for the families of the girls, but just for himself, for so peace of mind get it out of his head and sleep and yeah, get some peace. And um, I know this title card, it comes later, but it said, there's one that says Gary Hall would eventually convince his brother to confess mm-hmm. to 15 murders. Larry Hall soon recanted all 15 confessions, right. which he's known of doing. Yeah like fuck of course mm. <laughs> i think i i think i groaned when yeah. i saw that i was like Ugh. of course he of course did yeah um and as of this date none of the burial sites have been unearthed which blows my mind with like technology in today's
2: world yeah
0: that you they couldn't i don't and know and the fact that, like a lot of the cases are still open like some of mm-hmm. them are cold cases but some of them are active investigations yeah. i guess active in quotes yeah um like trisha reitler that's still an active case you would
2: think like they know approximately where that they could do some sort of i don't know
0: i guess you can't just dig up everywhere right so that's another thing that was in that deadline article with paul walter hauser and he was because they asked him if um if he had ever met larry hall for real or if he Mm -hmm. ever would and the answer was no he never met him and probably not he would not meet him but if for some reason they the cops thought that Paul talking to Larry would mm-hmm. convince him to give them information yeah. that he would do it um so i thought that was interesting um hmm. <laughs> i don't know if that would ever happen
2: yeah i don't know that Larry would actually not that i know Larry obviously but like <laughs> if that would be something that would convince him
0: yeah like would that cuz if his own brother
2: know. couldn't convince him to mm-hmm. like truthfully say it without recanting
0: Yeah. Weird. Yeah.
2: It was a good scene, though. There's their Emmy
0: submissions. (laughs) (laughs) Give Jake McLaughlin some Emmys. Give everybody. Joe Williamson. Come on. Award all these people. Cullen. Cullen Moss. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to get to Cullen, but uh, we're We're almost done. done. (laughs) We're almost done. Oh my gosh, Kristen. We're (laughs) almost done. I can't believe it. But before we're done, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one more scene yeah and one more huge huge mm-hmm. biggest biggest terran hair watch yes of the show <laughs> um i guess it's not t- too big but his hair is different um <laughs> yes, it's shorter it's shorter it's like spiked up in the front it almost looks like it's colored maybe silver. i'm not sure if that's lighting. Blonde, silver yeah it could be the light from the plane yeah no, they're not actually on a plane but <laughs> Yeah, but the, I mean, I yeah. think it's just to show like time has passed, you know, he's uh, right. he's a different he's person. Just, he's out there living his life, being a businessman.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, <laughs> he orders a vodka soda with lemon mm-hmm. sitting in first class as you yeah, do, chilling, <laughs> flirting with this flight attendant. Um, <laughs> she calls him a bad boy. Um, but he does say he's trying to reform. Yes. Uh, but he of How's course that does work. Yeah, he does take a second yep. look at her as she walks away. And he, so like, there's... shakes
2: her hand and asks her name. Yeah. There's the whole Tory with an I, and he's Jimmy yeah. with a Y.
0: <laughs> Jimmy with a Y. <laughs> My brother was like, where's the Y? <laughs> J-Y. J-Y- M-M-I-N-Y. Jimmy. No. Uh, <laughs> so he's still he's still the old Jimmy yeah. a little bit there. Still has that little bit of a flirt in him. Yeah, but it you know it didn't cut to them having sex like it did no. earlier in the show. So right,
2: <laughs>
0: he's a so maybe he's reformed band. a little bit, a
2: little bit <laughs> harmless flirting.
0: Yep, and I I also wanted to say he he looks out the window right, mm-hmm. and like I the last this. scene yeah. is him looking out on all these fields right, mm-hmm. and in episode three when Jimmy and Larry are talking in the library, Larry says it's so it's so clear he says the next time you're on a plane look out the window it's all fields right Uh literally that's what he's doing here and (laughs) but i think jimmy's not looking at fields the same way ever again after no
2: i think i i have it written down like he's looking at these fields for that reason too but and then like there could be bodies exactly in these fields like he has no idea if this is where one of the 21 is buried yeah and you can kind of see it in his face like he went from this flirty, smirky type of a face
0: to, wow, that was what just happened in my life. Yeah, this really happened. I really I really talked to this guy about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally changed his life. Yeah. It's wild. Like literally changed his life. Yeah. But yeah, so we see more uh, words on the screen describing mm-hmm. real life. So for Jimmy Keene, after his release from Springfield Prison, Jimmy Keene embarked upon a successful business career. He continues to aid law enforcement in the profiling of serial killers. Larry Hall remains in prison. He will not be eligible for parole within his lifetime. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That he got that much uh,
2: jail time without a body, without, really, confessions. Right. Um, I mean, there was the one, but... The coerced one. But it held enough weight that... They could hold him for that long because that was 25, almost 30 years ago, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Math's math's hard.
0: (laughs) I think, yeah, between 25 and 30. Yeah. So the fact that he
2: won't get parole, I mean, he was probably in his 30s when that happened. Early 30s, maybe. I think so. So that's crazy.
0: Yeah. And good.
2: Yeah, I mean, he deserves it. I'm not saying he Yeah. he doesn't deserve it, but it's crazy that that small of a detail
0: was able to hold him for that long without Pearl. Yeah. But uh I mean, that's it. It shows yeah. that at the end there's uh, a picture of Jimmy and a picture of Larry. Which the, the casting? Ones. They I have oh, been saying this all along to people who I'm watching with like yes. Taryn and Jimmy look so much alike. Yeah, like there's be. pictures of Jimmy where I'm like, "Holy crap! Like that yeah. looks exactly like Taryn. Especially That's as, as a younger man, like exactly uh, now,
2: not so much. I, I don't think, but no, like there's not as much resemblance. But as a younger man, Jimmy looks like current Taryn. Yeah, especially with his hair darker, slicked back, and all of that. Yeah,
0: props to the makeup and yeah. uh, hair teams for it too. But they they look alike. But Paul and How, Larry. Yeah, Paul, I, <laughs> well Paul went through a complete transformation yes. for it right um not that Taryn didn't transform of course he did with right. you know his workout and and everything but yeah Paul is completely disappeared into this role yeah. you don't you don't even see Paul really you see I, mean, I don't Larry know if it's Hall. just
2: because of the Burnside's the like that made it more realistic on Paul and like look more like the real Larry or I, I don't know but yeah like, I mean that's a big part of it definitely my dad even said this morning, he finished um, last night and he tech- called me this morning. and was like, uh, the casting was really good. He's <laughs> like, wow. Because they look just like him.
0: It really does. And I, that's across the board, though. This entire oh, cast, yes. ugh, we love them so much, especially We're our We're have a whole episode to talk about this, but yeah. <laughs> we <it's>... <laughs> could. <laughs> Let me just explain to you how much we adore Colin Moss ugh. as Russ Aborn in episodes one and two. Yes. Um, <laughs> Joe Williamson Let's see, needs more attention for his yes. role in this show. It's amazing. So good. Uh, and Cade and Blue and Lainey and. Yes. I mean, all of our friends. <laughs> more friends that you haven't heard from that I'm excited yeah. to show, share about. There's just so many. I mean, every single cast member. I mean, Greg and Seppi
2: Moafi. Yeah, they just brought it.
0: Yeah. So good.
2: I mean, even so the. Good the smaller characters that you know really didn't get a lot like the other guards uh what was his the other one's name holt mm-hmm. yeah um and then the doctors yeah Ugh, just i mean literally from top dennis Lane all the way down <laughs> was just perfect yeah. the perfect team it was Ugh. so
0: good behind the 10. scenes and in front of the camera 9.9 9 out of 10 I want more Vincent Gigante stuff. No. <laughs>
1: that's
0: I that's want my more one. CO Carter. More more CO Carter. Uh, <laughs> more Colin Moss. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's so great. Um we we'll have some final thoughts in yes. a, in our in a next episode. Yes. For now, we need to get to our guests. Yes. So our first guest today is
2: blue clark who plays young jimmy in episodes four and six we are very very excited to have him on his family has been a huge supporter of uh this podcast so we're really excited they
0: listen to to us
2: and he's just such a great little actor and i can't wait to see what comes from him next but yeah so listen to our interview with
0: blue Yes, he sent us a voice clip of all about his time on the show. And it's just really great. We love him a lot. (laughs) Shout out to Blue and his whole family for listening to our podcast. That really blew us away when he told us that. It's amazing. So thank you, Blue. Here we go.
1: Hi, thanks for having me on the show. My name is Blue Clark. I play young Jimmy King, the younger version of Taryn Egerton in Blackbird. This was such a great project. I haven't read the book because, well, I'm 12, so I didn't know much about the story. But my dad had read it, and he loved it. I didn't really have a lot of time to prepare for this one either. I was actually out of town filming Where the Crawdads Sing when I shot the audition. My training was a lot of fun, though, because Jimmy was such a great athlete and football player. I had to make sure I could pull it off. I love sports and I've played soccer all my life, but football I had never played. My first day they set me up with Andy Dillon, the stunt coordinator. We worked on catching and diving with the football. It was so nice, because I had worked with Andy previously while filming the ravine. Those guys were amazing. On set was just the best experience. The heat was brutal, but everyone was super nice. From the director, cast, crew, makeup, wardrobe... I can't say enough good things. I think that would have to be the best part of filming, was how wonderful the cast and crew were. There were few versions of the characters throughout different parts of the story. Ray Liotta played Big Jim, the older version of Jimmy Keene's dad, Christopher Bonkis played young Jimmy's dad, which was my dad. Christopher made me feel right at home. Of course, we spent most of the first day playing football, so what's not to love? And Jim McKay, the director, made it such a smooth process. You couldn't ask for better direction. It was humbling to be playing any version of Taron Egerton. He's an amazing actor. Taryn and Paul did such a phenomenal job with this story. I am hooked, especially not having read the book and not knowing what's going to happen next. I really enjoy listening to the podcast. It's really cool, and thanks for having me on the show.
0: Aw, thank you, Blue. That's amazing. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for sending us these clips. You're awesome. Like we said,
2: we're we're so thankful, and... um... That you guys listen to us and have been enjoying it. And it means so much to us. We both got kind of emotional when we found out. So sweet. And you did amazing in the show. And we can't wait to
0: see you in Where the Crawdads like Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So Fans for life. That's what all of our friends have earned that from we us. Definitely got supporters in us now. So next, somebody who we've been supporting <gasps> since before Blackbird and will continue yes. to support. Absolutely love him. Colin Moss. Yay. Colin, if you recall, I know it was a long time ago now, but he was in the first two episodes of yes. Blackbird. He played Detective Russ Aborn who um had some big scenes with Greg Kinnear and Paul Walter Hauser at the beginning. So we talked to him, we talked about a lot of stuff. Well, it was amazing. It was such it a was great so- night talking to him.
2: I had so much fun. He's amazing. I've like I said earlier, I think in our in first episode yeah our pre-show episode pre-show um I am a huge One Tree Hill fan and so I've known who Cullen is I know him since 2003 when One Tree Hill started so I've been a fan for a long time so to get to talk to him about so much was uh, so exciting exciting I was so nervous because it's like meeting somebody that you know you've watched on tv for a decade so but once we started talking the nerves Went away and it was just a fun conversation you guys will enjoy it yeah
0: uh he was very fun to talk to we loved it so here is our interview with colin moss hi colin
3: hey
2: thank
0: you so much for doing this for with us
3: oh happily yeah thanks for having me
0: yeah oh we're so we're so excited to have you you've actually (laughs) been on our wish list probably <laughs> since the very beginning of yeah. our uh our adventure here with this podcast so yes. we're
3: oh thanks
2: since the imdb uh for the show came out and we yeah saw you
3: on there <laughs> well i was i was but uh but a wee part of the show but i'm happy to you know have no, that, you had have a big part dynamic. i think yeah
0: no absolutely um yeah let's let's just get into it let's um, do it Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so how how did Blackbird get to you? How did you get into Blackbird?
3: Um, like like any other um, like any other role really, like any other project uh, through my agent, um, okay. <laughs> I got an audition notice and and I read for the part and awesome. um, yeah and had a call back had a had a Zoom call back um, with Michael and Dennis Lehane um, Michael Ruskum and Dennis and mm-hmm. I was ner- you know, I, I was less familiar with Mikhail's work and I still need to watch his, um, the, some of his original stuff. just cause I have a friend who's like big into, um, the, all the European, uh, movies. And he was, yeah. When I told him about it, he was like, Mikhail <laughs> I was
1: like, yeah, I mean,
3: And I was like, but Dennis Lehane was yeah. the, the, you know, the name that, that, uh, <clears throat> first excited me. And, oh, uh, of anyway, it was so cool to be in the virtual room with them, and uh, yeah, and so awesome. after the after the call back, that was that.
0: Awesome. Um, did you know anything about the story before? Have no. you heard anything about it? No.
3: No, I'd, no, I'd, I hadn't read the book, um, and I and I still need to read the book. I, I usually try <laughs> to get all the materials in before I jump into a project that had, that's based on anything with source material. I did not do that with this. Um, I went into it a little, a little greener. Um, but, but yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't that familiar with the story. Uh, once once I read about it, I thought I maybe remembered hearing about I mean, I remembered hearing about Larry. And yeah, it was such a compelling story to, to hear about. And then you know, when I got to read those first, those first two scripts and get involved in the table read, it was really cool, it started coming to life.
2: I highly yeah. recommend the book.
3: <laughs> I, I'm going to do it. Good. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm at the premiere. I met um, I met Jimmy and uh, the you know, real real life Jimmy, is really super nice, friendly friendly fellow. And uh, so I'm definitely going to read it just after yeah. you know, getting to talk with him. Some of yeah, about we got
2: it. to interview um, Hillel Levin, who wrote the book with Jimmy.
3: Very cool, and
2: it was very fascinating to hear his side of everything too.
3: Sure. I'll bet. Cool. Who else have you gotten to speak with so far? Oh,
2: my gosh. Um, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. Joe Williamson. Oh, he's great. Um, yeah. He's Joe so Fair, good.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Natalie Kingston.
3: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, she, Man, she how, was fascinating. How, how lucky were we to get her on this? I mean.
0: Yeah. She's, she's so amazing. Good. I mean, it yeah. came out so beautifully. I kind of geeked out. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we've gotten, we got voice clips from a bunch of different people. Some of them haven't come out on the podcast yet. So- gonna edit this out, but we have um (laughs) well we had Cade uh, Tropiano who played young Larry Hall and Mm -hmm. we had Lainey Stiving, who plays Jessica Roach. What was it like working with like you had your big scenes were with Paul Walter Hauser and Greg Kinnear like two mm-hmm. big, big superstar guys so what was it like working with them?
3: It was and it was uh, it was incredible. Um, you know, i I'd, I'd been a big fan of Greg Kinnear's for a long time. Um, you know, just uh, just he's just he's brilliant. I mean, since talk soup. I mean, yeah. really, and, <laughs> and and I mean, and that's you know. Uh, that's not to be, um, uh, that, that's not to dilute him at all. I mean, just, but that, that, you know, he, I enjoyed his, uh, comedic persona on that, like his, you know, the, the fun that came with that, but then, you know, he just to watch him evolve, you know, um, through the years, like just so, so many good projects. He, he was brilliant. And Paul, yeah. I was only, um, after seeing Itania, um yes. and, yeah. um, and, um, Richard Jewell, um, you know, um, he, I was, I was excited to work with him too. And then, and I don't want to exclude the other actors in the scene, you know, Jason mm-hmm. Bale and, yeah. uh, Carlo Alban um, were brilliant guys, uh, to, to work with. I mean, it was just a really tight team, but specific, what you asked about working with, working with those two with Greg and Paul is just, was great. And they made it easy. I mean you know, you not, not to sound over overly wizened or whatever. Uh, but I mean, I've, I've done this for a while. And so, you know, I'm sort of, I'm not saying that the, the sheen has worn off or anything, but I'm less inclined to be starstruck these days as sure. I would have right. you know, years ago. Um, but you know, seeing, seeing somebody, you know, an I- iconic face like, like years and, um, uh, can be a little jarring and uh, and intimidating, and he made it not so. Uh, they were both very easy and approachable guys, and fun to work with, as as well as uh, just you know easy. They you have people like that, and it's such a cliche to say they they raise the bar in a scene, and uh, their intensity during the scenes, you know, made it easy to stay in that mode. And, and, and also, you know, their ability to kind of disarm that intensity between takes also makes Mm it easy, um, you know, with something so heavy, uh, there there are two, I think there's kind of two ways to go about it. You can just kind of swim in that darkness, just steady on, or you can take some little breaks of levity and, uh, they 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 both work and I and I, I don't know we um, on the day of on the days of that long interview scene that we had there the Wabash station was it Wabash I want to say it, yeah. it was the we were the yeah. Wabash yes I just like saying Wabash um, I <laughs> can't say it website. like Kinnear with his Midwestern confidence <laughs> Wabash Wabash Indiana but that on those days it was. It, we we went with like the moments of levity between. I mean, certainly didn't want to ever derail Paul or Greg in there and uh, the intensity of it. But yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. That was kind of the first taste that we got of like mm-hmm. the Larry Hall, like wild yeah. kind of insanity yeah. behind him. So
2: The was voice, like-, you know, like the end of the first oh. episode when you hear his voice yeah. for the first time.
3: Yeah, whole There's just, uh, I think maybe around here, uh-huh. and just like the little things that he did, you know, when <laughs> their fingers touched on the map, and he did the oh, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, oh, this, this, this. Uh, he just he added so many just little unexpected things throughout that scene that just that were were so cool. But we, you know, our our characters had <laughs> to remember. We had to remember that we, you know none of that stuff was that was really that surprising in the scene right. that was an interesting balance to play to see to see all this stuff for the first time and we had to act which is so crazy yeah, we had, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, there was this backstory that we had with larry where day hey, it's just larry
2: right
3: uh which throughout the, <laughs> throughout <laughs> the the evolution of that scene becomes increasingly ridiculous the fact that we were just like, eh, he just likes talking, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I dream of killing people, but they're just dreams, you know. And and I, it was something fun for me, like that I that I chose to play, and I don't know if it played ultimately um, in the final product, but as he's saying some of this stuff, and I and like even I coax him, I'm like, yeah, tell him about the dreams, Larry. Tell Brian here about. You know, I'm so flippant yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. And then once he does, like, I played almost this, oh shit. Like, why did I ask him to do that? <laughs> yeah. like, and here he is doing it. And, like, yeah. it does, there's a little bit of egg on our face. Like,
1: yeah.
3: You know, that was fun. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Tell Brian here about your dreams, Larry.
2: And kind of off that, did you, because um, you were only in the first two episodes, did you know yeah. the full six episodes, like the story arc? because like how did you have to play not really knowing that he did it kind of a thing
3: I did I did know the arc yeah I mean I yeah we we knew that he really did it right. um so yeah it's hard not to um bleed the card as they say or not you know mm-hmm. to you know with with that knowledge you always want your <laughs> you, there's this—I don't know if every actor has this issue, but I do. There's a prideful issue that you want to play your character smarter than they're than they're <laughs> written or yeah. than they're supposed to be, but we're not, you know. Uh, so it was that thing of just of having to stay true to that. It was, so what he's saying, this stuff—it's just—it's just the stuff he's saying. Like there was no evidence. He drove us around. There was nothing, you know. He. So yeah, it was it was fairly easy to, to not give, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: give on given, you know, we didn't know all this other stuff that we did. Our characters didn't know. So there's, there was no real bleeding into that uh, truth to come.
0: But there is kind of an element there with your characters in that scene where they, they, they at least think that they're smarter than they are. yeah Yeah. with you know they're like that's just larry like they they are very confident that it's Mm -hmm. just larry talking and so there is kind of there is a little bit of that there
3: yeah 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 and there and there's just a brief like a, a brief moment to to further cement that idea that you just brought up that we think that we're smarter and we're just like yeah good luck guy Good. Yeah, you yeah. got Larry now. Just that that brief scene where he comes into the office and he's taking him out through the bullpen, and he's saying, "Hey, you got you guys sure you don't want to take you, you want to take a picture yeah. before I go?" And rather than being all pissed and like, oh, right, he's got Larry," you know, I, you know, chose to laugh it off. Be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever, <laughs> man. Yeah, you you know, yeah, you're you're a dick. Good luck with good luck with this guy. We know we know where it's headed, and it's nowhere." So yeah. just to to play, just to be able to have that little moment of flippant, like okay, good luck. Right? Just, yeah.
0: <laughs> I almost wish there was a moment like in episode six, yeah, where where your characters that. come back in <laughs> yeah. to like witness him like his appeal getting denied yeah. and everything. Like
3: it just, just shows a, us reading the paper or yeah. watching the news, going, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, the
2: conference room.
3: <sighs> yeah,
2: how do we miss this? Yeah. Oops, <laughs> oh, I should have gotten it. <laughs>
3: Okay, maybe <laughs> more than a serial confessor. Oops. Yeah, I guess Drysdale. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: you've been in quite big movies and some big TV shows. Do you have a preference of whether you like TV or movies, or do you just love acting in general?
3: I love acting in general. I really do, and <laughs> uh, and the lines getting blurrier and blurrier. You know, especially with all the limited series that are happening, I mean, because mm. really, those are just like long movies. Um, right. There's, uh, you know, and I'm and I'm a I'm a part of a series right now. I'm, I, I shoot Outer Banks here in Charleston, um, playing another Lawman. Um, that's yeah, I do a lot of You're that. You're just so good at yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, and I, I enjoy I enjoy both for different reasons, you know, there's something about a movie or a limited series where you where you know, the end game, and you know, you know, your arc. And that's kind of nice, because you can approach it like you would um, approach a play or something as far as uh, your character work that you do in it. And, um, and, and I grew up doing theater. And that was that was yeah. kind of those my background before any film or television. Hmm. But and doing TV, if you have with a recurring role or something that goes on and you don't know where things are going, there's a fun to that too, just where, you know, you just kind of have to go with the <laughs> roll of the punches and go, Oh, I'm doing this. Wow. I, did, I I wouldn't have thought that I would do this. And, um, <laughs> that's interesting too. So I really enjoy both.
0: Yeah. So speaking of limited series, we know that you are also you've been very busy lately because you are also in another big limited series, The Staircase. Yes. Yeah. Right before Blackbird, like you had that and then Blackbird came out right Mm -hmm. after that. So, I mean, how how has your life been? Have you been able to take a break (laughs) (laughs) in any of that? Like, yes. uh, Or are you uh, have you moved on to another project already or? Yeah.
3: I am doing uh, some other projects, but I was able to to take a break, and it's it's funny. Um, and I, I have been busy, and I know, and and I'm fortunately so. Um, but I, you know, the way things are are released, and um, and also like through social media and stuff, I think sometimes uh, we can appear more steadily busy than perhaps we are, because there's this right. gap in time between you, the, the time you stop shooting and the time something comes out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And there was uh, there was a significant lull after shooting Staircase. Staircase was about the last thing that that I shot. Um, so I, I finished up Blackbird. Well, uh, before I before I started on Staircase. As oh. a matter of fact, oh, I think I think while I was shooting Blackbird, I think I think that's when I put myself on tape for Staircase <laughs> while I was wow. in New Orleans wow. shooting Blackbird. But uh, but yeah, there's I I had a nice a a nice lull after Staircase that became a little nerve rattling. Uh, yeah. I was like, mm, when's the next project coming? Um, uh, you know, that's but that's the life I chose. Yeah. Um, you know, uncertainty. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I've um, I was able to have a lull there, and uh, then <clears throat> um, Outer Banks cranked back up. We're shooting season three right now, and that's kind of coming to, coming to an end. Um, season three is, and, um, and, I'm, and um, a Showtime series, Your Honor, that I was a part of for season one, cranked back up as well, and, so, and, and brought me back in for season two, thankfully. Awesome. So I'm, I'm shooting those two things right now.
0: That's awesome. Back to yeah. busyness yes
3: staircase was was a special one that was uh that was man that was a crazy experience really cool another another case of a true true crime right
0: yeah yeah it's very kind of along similar lines to blackbird it's very Mm -hmm. interesting yeah and your character is so great in staircase too i was um yeah and your your accent in there was very great was that something that was easy for you to, to get into that accent in staircase, or was it something you had to work towards?
3: I, I certainly had to work toward it, but it was, it came it came perhaps easier for me than it would others uh, because I'm from that region. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Winston Salem, North Carolina, and you know that that all happened in Durham. And yeah. uh, Jim Harden, uh, who I played is from Durham. He's a Durham native and you can hear that Durham. I mean, there's like, I'm from North Carolina and it, and it just, my parents are from Georgia, but somehow like my mom doesn't have much of an accent and my dad didn't have much of an accent. And so somehow I didn't. And, and it's a generational thing too, I think. Uh, and, you know, just who you're surrounded by, but Jim, certainly the real Jim Harden, I studied him particularly. It wasn't just a random Durham accent. I, I definitely studied him mm-hmm. and um, I studied the doc and all the court TV stuff and got to, um, he very generously uh, spoke with Parker Posey and me um, for almost two hours over a Zoom call. Yeah. And that awesome. was really beneficial. Nice.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very cool show. I mean, working with yeah. Colin Firth is. I love calling Worth. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Another the, icon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, that, that, that show was full of them. I mean,
0: yeah. It's um, got an incredible cast.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Michael Stuhlbarg. I mean, Parker Posey, that was the, that was the thing. for I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, my adolescent me, uh you know, when I, when I t- tuned into who Parker, to Parker Posey and, uh, the house of yes. And, uh, dazed and confused, and the, and yeah. the, and, all, and all the Christopher Guest movies was those were my jam. To uh, being, especially you know, being a theater kid, like just adored <laughs> her and adore her, and to, to and when I found out on the, the Zoom table read that she was in the cast and would be playing my the my assistant prosecutor, was, wow. <laughs> yeah. that was that was crazy. So it's like fate. Yeah. Ah, it yeah. was it was. <laughs> she's like she's like a sister now you're I mean, like Aww. like we yeah that's so cool became fast friends
0: that's awesome
3: but i mean and no in in blackbird i mean there's no no shortage of brilliant actors in that wow. i mean um yeah taryn's just wonderful um and i i never got to work with him we ran into each other a couple of times at the and wolf the the bar <laughs> down the way from the hotel um and he was really sweet and like remembered me from, uh, from the zoom call. And, uh, so I got to hang with him a, a couple times. Um, but I mean, just everybody in that, like Sepeda, Moafi and, um, uh, Robert wisdom. I mean, yeah, just, uh, brilliant just, and, and Ray of course, I mean, yeah. man, yeah, that was crazy. That was another, that was another surprise on that zoom call. <laughs> I had no, everybody was like, we we're we we're in the waiting room and everybody's like was is, is ray gonna make it? Is Ray? and i was like oh, i wonder who the, this ray is they're speaking of <laughs> and when his little square popped up I was like, holy shit <laughs> that God. ray it's ray it's ray ray <laughs> is, wow yeah. yeah
2: have you been watching um the series oh yeah each week yeah
3: yeah um thoughts i, I missed a couple and then had to had to um, race to catch up, but uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the finale yet. So
2: no spoilers. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I kind of know what happens,
2: yeah. but uh, we do.
3: Um, he did it. Did he did, he really? Yeah.
2: Uh, he did it really? I will yeah. say it was really well done.
3: But, I yeah, really, um, the
0: finale was, oh, it, it was came amazing. together really nicely.
3: Yeah. Well, those, yeah. those writers um, really crushed it and, and again, and Natalie, man, I mean, just uh, that she just the creation of those different worlds that 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 comprised the story. She was brilliant at that, and and part of that goes to the you know the uh, production designer too, mm-hmm. um, Charisse Cardenas, I think. So so good. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I like
2: how she lit different section like the prison was lit differently than the police department or oh, yeah yeah like
0: just it was beautiful
3: yeah and I, and I and i can't remember our gaffer's name but of course you have to like mm-hmm. yeah it's the gaffer as well Yeah, but, the whole yeah. team
0: just everything yeah. really blended yeah. together and it really worked and it came out yeah. amazingly and yeah. it's getting such great reviews yeah. across the board, which is great, too. I mean, critics and audience numbers are all super, like, you know, high 90%. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really good. <laughs> and if you, like, just scroll Twitter, you see
2: so many people that you wouldn't expect to enjoy the show are like, Blackbird, you got to watch Blackbird, you got to watch Blackbird. Um, my dad binged it in five days. He watched <laughs> episode one on Sunday and finished the finale la- uh, tonight because I told him he needed to watch it and he watched it and he does not binge. So for him wow. to binge it, he was like, that was so good.
3: Yeah. I will. My mom's been doing, you know, my, my, my mom got, um, she got, a, she made sure she had Apple TV to, so that she could do <laughs> yeah. this. And she got HBO <laughs> so she could watch uh staircase, but uh, she's, <laughs> she's thoroughly enthralled in, in Blackbird. And I, I don't think she's watched the finale yet either, but. Yeah. I know she's looking forward to it. It got her.
0: <laughs> it hooked her. It it does. It gets you. Especially I love that they released the first two episodes together too, because mm-hmm. it really it kept people going. Yeah. And once you watch the first two, it's like, well, you can't not watch the rest of right. it after that.
3: That's wise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they gave a break in between each episode because you needed that six eight, seven days to kind of decompress, process, and then watch the next episode. I don't know that I could have binged.
3: It would have been. I mean, I'm sure I could. I, I can. Yeah. I can definitely do that. And you know, to to the detriment of my yes. detriment of my health.
2: I'm a big binger. Oh, <laughs> me
3: too. Yeah, I'm I, when um when Breaking Bad when I was I was late to the on the Breaking Bad train and when I started mm-hmm. binging that show, that was like that was one of those shows that just it, like I'm like Blackbird would I think that you know, the tone of it gets under your skin.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: I would find myself after watching like you know, four episodes in a row or something, I'd like be leaving my house and opening the door and looking around and I'd feel guilty and dirty yeah. and what well, I, I, didn't do anything. Yeah. But, but like, you, know, you, you become part of that
2: world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I binged like, yeah. uh, Suits uh, a couple <laughs> of years ago, but I felt like I was a lawyer at that point. Like I was like, I can be a lawyer because I've watched, eight episodes in a weekend. And I can, <laughs> I can do this now. So I now have my law degree because of suits.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, everybody's the, the yeah. armchair lawyer after watching oh, yeah. a show like that, or, or yeah. even a staircase. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Objection. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's you know all the terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of TV and binging, I have to confess, I uh, am a huge One Tree Hill fan. <laughs> we had ulterior motives for uh, for having you, you on our wish list. I've had my heart since uh, 2003. Uh. <laughs> um, One Tree Hill is such a special show to me. I, some of my closest friends I met from going to filming. My god sister and I like are that's our show that we watch when we need comfort. Um, she loves you. Uh, she wanted me to oh, tell you. But, um, but yeah, we watch it all the time. So I love junk.
3: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, hey, Rivercore boys. Junk
2: and Fergie are my two. Yes, Junk and Fergie and Skills. Yeah. yeah. I've actually met uh, Antoine before and Vaughn he was and just, like, Antoine are awesome. Yeah. yeah uh, so I just had to tell you. So,
3: so you actually, so you you went to Wilmington? You, yes, you did I've been the, several times. I was went actually. To the Mecca and-
2: yes, I was in one episode. Oh, I was cool. in season eight. I was in Karen's Cafe when they reopened it. Very cool. In the background, you can't see me, but I know I'm there. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so I've been to Wilmington and stood on the River Court before they tore it down, and
3: it was a sad day. Got to
2: sign a post. Yeah,
3: um, yeah, that, that that that's an iconic show for sure, and you uh, know, it it was one of the one of the first big gigs that I booked, and I didn't know how long of a road that would be yeah with them um but uh just a quick but, yeah, that was like I, it, it, i'm sure that show opened a lot of doors for me yeah and didn't, it's not a bad thing to have you know a recurring role on a show right. that runs nine years on exactly. your resume um yeah. you know even if it's and peripheral. you're you
2: were like the comedic relief or comedy relief, I think.
3: Thank you for recognizing.
2: <laughs> Especially the heavier episodes. Um, I feel like Junk and Fergie were the break that you needed in the episodes.
3: Yeah, yeah they they did that. And I and I I appreciated them coming back to that world mm-hmm. every now and then, just, you know, yeah. even if it was just like, hey, remember these guys? They're still hanging <laughs> I, out. They're still playing video games.
2: I liked when you uh Babysat Jamie—that was one of my favorites.
3: <laughs> but mine too. It was the, yeah. That was the 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 nod to John Hughes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the Home Alone favorites. references and yes. and weird science and whatever else they had going on. Yeah, that, that.
2: it was like every John Hughes movie yeah. was thrown into that one. And then the poker game that you guys had with all the boys—I forget some yes. bachelor party, maybe.
3: Yep, it was the it was the bachelor party where we had Luke there and Effigy. Yes. Um
2: yes. yeah the mannequin, mannequin.
3: mannequin loot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was, so
3: you know, it was funny, some of those some of the because we were used kind of infrequently, I mean they would have they would bring us back in for the big vents mm-hmm. and stuff, but they'd bring us back in like for for Q's funeral and stuff where we I'd never met the guy, I'd never <laughs> met Q. I'd right. never met Quentin. Um yeah. And, uh, and, and didn't know the storyline that well. I was like, okay, so what, what is this? Why do we, okay. This is why we're set? Okay. Right. Um,
2: yeah, they would just kind of drop you into an episode.
3: They would, they would. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I appreciated it. You know, I was at the time, I know I was like, I was like, Hey, I'd like a, I, I could use a storyline right about now. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> Some, I could, I could use an arc. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, the, it, it, it wasn't meant to be. There was, there were a couple of occasions where I think they were going to bring me in. There's one where I think they wound up. I can't remember if Brett wound up doing it, Brett Claywell, Mm -hmm. uh, or um, I can't remember who wound up doing it. Tim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But where they were going to have me be the baby proofer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Antoine did that. That was Antoine wound up doing it. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I was shooting something else uh, uncharacteristically and wasn't available. So that, you know, I was like, that was my chance for a little storyline. And
2: I wasn't an so. know, But I wish I always wondered why Junk and Fergie never went to school with everybody. <laughs> Cause never I, were there.
3: I have a theory. Um, well, part of it was just that, you know, they just kind of, budget i don't know that might have been it (laughs) right and they're like they don't we don't need to see them in the locker at their their locker but um the other the other aspect was i mean keeping that that river something kind of special about the Mm -hmm. river court world and separate um and and the other the other thing i came to maybe realize it could have been it um was like in the second year of shoot, second or third year of shooting it. Like I was 27 when that show started shooting.
0: So out of high school, um, <laughs> playing a high schooler. So <laughs> wow.
3: I was no spring chicken. Yeah.
0: And I, and I,
3: and my, when I got the audition, it said, uh, I had written down jump McCready. <laughs> I had misheard the casting director on the phone. I written down jump McCready, uh, 17 year old baller. At, uh, at 27. Yeah. And um so I I went on I, I got the role and probably and um went along and then and I was working at the at Screen gyms at the studios while we were shooting. I was working there in the lighting and grip shop and wow. loading out packages and and fixing equipment and stuff also at the uh at the same time. And so I would I would go over to set. I'd you know take the golf cart over to set and see if I could get a script and like yeah. find out if just look to see if maybe I was in the next script. And then I found I saw one and I saw that Fergie was in the script. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so where's where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And I was like, where's right. junk? Where's and I went in there. I saw another one that Fergie was in, and so I wrote, I, I emailed Mark Schwann, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, so hey what's, what's going on? Uh, Did did I do something? Like, what, where, where am I? And he's like, yeah, he said, I just don't know if we've got a solid perspective for your character going forward. And, uh, and also, you know, I don't know if you can really play high school anymore. (laughs) And, uh, because I was, I was getting my grades in, not to this level, but, um, and my a little thinner on top than than a, than the young beautiful people that were our fellow <laughs> high schoolers so i wrote him back this long email about well you never established me at the high school i was like so i was like who says i'm in high school i was like why why can't i be the older loser dude that still just that only has high school friends that like, you know, like not quite McConaughey from days and confused, but yeah. the guy that just can't let it go. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just the guy who's still plays ball with the high schoolers at the river court. And I was like, maybe I'm the dude that buys the beer. Maybe I know where the mushrooms <laughs> are. I went into this long thing yeah. about I'm the older. And he was like, let me think about it. And and anyway, wound up right me back in and, and then had us going to prom and graduation. Yes. So, um, <laughs> So I don't know. I
2: was gonna say because you went to everything <laughs> high school related, but you were never in like, the high school. At you the
3: games, you didn't play prom. on the team. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have made the team. That's <laughs> that was no mistake. I I, I would have been the water boy. I don't know
0: well,
3: the water man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> I could talk for hours about One Tree Hill, but. I, it's my great. So I'm, I'm it's, very grateful it's for that a show true joy to talk to you because I, like I said I've I love junk and love Fergie I love, I love thank the you so much boys
3: so. well I will tell i'll I'll tell Vaughn you said so next time I go to Wilmington and see you oh thanks
2: yeah I haven't <laughs> been back oh I did go uh last year last summer actually last year this week I was in Wilmington for uh kate Vogel did a concert at trick
3: yeah she's wonderful yeah she's so that was fun great talent yeah I'm I'm actually I'm I think I'm going back in November for they're doing a oh the big uh, the the uh, the charity friends with yes. benefits thing. I yeah. think
2: everybody's the whole cast is pretty much going. I think
3: it, it, it smells that way.
2: I think they've announced yeah. quite a few. I know all the big names are going yeah. back. I will not be there, but
3: <laughs> the, man, I, look, it's uh, too much for me. <laughs> it's a lot. I I don't know how. You got to be a devoted fan that has been saving, saving. some money for that stuff. <laughs> it's, it's not like, cheap. It's, it's astounding, but um, yeah. 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 Um, but but it's it'll crazy. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the people you see, the the fan base for that show is amazing. I mean, you're proof of this, is, you mm-hmm. know, the, the just, you know, how passionate you are speaking about it. <laughs> that we, a lot of the people that we see at these conventions were people that would come to set during when we were shooting and pe- from France Mm-hmm. from uh, from Brazil, I mean, from Australia. And we see these same faces uh, yeah. that we met on set, you know, uh, here however many years later. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, I've it's, met several friends uh, that are close friends to this day, way back in early 2000s. And we're still good friends from because of the show, because of Twitter connecting everybody, yeah. going to Wilmington. So it's, like I said, it's a special a of- show.
3: It is. It's brought yeah. a lot of people together for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: okay. That was all my gushing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, previous projects, I wanted to bring up a couple other uh, little things that you did um, <laughs> because I know it's been a while, but I love Turn Washington Spies. And I know that you had um, a, an episode in there, and I just would love for you to tell me anything that you remember about being on that show and, and working with Jamie Bell and everyone on there. Yeah. Um,
3: I, yeah. um, I was, I actually, I had two, two roles in that show and you wouldn't know I was in the pilot <laughs> as, but my face was, I was one of the the guys on the ship that that catches Jamie Bell, um, in that first episode. And, um, and I can't remember. I was like, yeah give us your papers or whatever the hell it is. And, <laughs> and, and, and I got, I had gone, I had gotten a call back for a, a larger role and then gone as far as to being at the table read and read this larger role for the role of Selah. Oh,
0: wow.
3: Um, and, and they, and, and it went to someone else obviously, but they were like, mm-hmm. Hey, we want you in the pilot. Let's, let's get you in here. This. And they're like, It's not a big role. So they were very sweet about it and they covered my face so that they're like, we'll be able to use you again, but, but at least (laughs) here you're, you know, you're in and, uh, you're in the world. And so then they did bring me back. Um, as I I can't remember the character's name, Bailey or something. Um, but, uh, but my, my only real interaction with Jamie was, I think during the table read, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to work with him. Uh, the two gentlemen on the boat, that, um, shoot the, the bearded one and the other, and the blonde one, um,
1: <laughs> yeah. it was,
3: it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. I, I, what I, what I do remember for that second episode is we shot in Richmond. It was cold as hell. It had been, and it's, it snowed. Um, and, and it delayed shooting, um, it snowed and we were, we were out shooting in this freezing cold and on, and, um, in a boat on the water for part of it. And, 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 it, and we were shooting it like on into like, it was four in the morning, something. And I remember just being absolutely frozen and wet. And, and with my leg up on the side of this boat and fell asleep standing up at one point and almost like, almost went into the water. This like, this dude caught me and was like, are you okay? I was like, yep. I'm awake now. I'm awake. Like, Um, but it was great. It was, it was great. Uh, Just doing that period stuff is so fun. I mean, you know, you get, you're wearing these big, um, top coats and these these, uh, just get playing dress up with muskets and, um, and three cornered hats and a wig. I mean, that's the that's the shit that we dream of, you know. Um, <laughs> like A fantasy. Yeah, it was it was very cool, and the, and the actors were actors were great. The direction was awesome. You know, I, I hoped that uh, my character, you know, established some relationship with <laughs> with those two um, main guys whose names I can't remember now.
0: Caleb Brewster and it, uh, it was Talmadge.
3: Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had this hug, and I was like, "Well, we're in now." You know, I was like, "Ah, good to see you, boys." And now, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> you two princesses made it. Yeah. <laughs> Neath your batters, huh? Oh, I'm glad <laughs> to see you in one piece.
3: You too. Yeah. He's the one saved our swivel gun. Oh, boy, did we use it. They never saw us coming. Yeah, Surprised those German bastards run out of their beds. We we established some sort of shorthand, and I was like, "Well." I- now, obviously, I'm their old buddy. They got to bring me back. <laughs> yep, it didn't
0: series happen. regular. Oh no,
3: <laughs> not in that one. But what a what a uh, it, it was a brilliant show. Jamie Bell's awesome. Uh, everyone, <sighs> I love man, everyone in that show was great. A, a good friend of mine, Nick Basta, uh, had a good recurring role in that. And yeah, that was that was a nice one.
0: It was yeah, uh, I love it so much. <laughs> Also, a a big thing that uh, I just had a conversation with my mom recently, where we were talking about Ryan Gosling, because Uh we saw we saw this like banner ad for the gray man. And I like mentioned it. And I knew that I was going to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, you know, he's the guy from The Notebook. And I'm talking to Colin Moss later, who's like in (laughs) The Notebook. And she said, Oh, yeah, I've heard great things about that movie. And I was like, wait, (laughs) you haven't seen The Notebook. I was blown away so um can you convince my mom to watch the notebook
3: <laughs> okay mom <laughs> you've got to watch the notebook it's it's iconic it's um it's the it's one of the greatest love stories ever told yeah, um it is. you i mean it's it's just it's it's brilliant uh you've you've got ryan gosling Ra- rachel mcadams um you've got uh, you've got sam shepherd um joan allen come on
2: is paul johansson in that
3: marsden yeah johansson yeah paul's in there he plays the the one that got away from uh joan joan allen and we we didn't realize it till we were back on one tree hill i can't remember the order of things but we wound up talking about that paul's really good friends with uh, Nick Cassavetes, the yeah. director, but Nick Cassavetes, um, a wonderful actor-director unto himself, but also you know the progeny of legends, uh, John Cassavetes and Jenna Rollins, and shoot um, the God the the late um, the the man who played her. Um, the
2: older Noah. Yeah,
3: uh, oh, oh, that, that actor who's, who's James, just, Garner. James, Garner. James Garner. James Garner James Garner's brilliant, just heartbreaking stuff. Beautiful. Uh James Marsden. Just a, oh, yeah, a lot so of pretty people to look at. It's shot in Charleston, <laughs> so it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, just tons of reasons to watch that movie. Mom, get on it.
0: Mom. And Come it's, on, mom.
3: It's legend, it's so legendary that it's referenced in One Tree Hill.
0: It
2: is. And the and notebook. other shows. Got like, notebooks.
3: You got Notebook.
2: I think yeah. you're in a scene that talks about I am
3: it. in the very yeah. scene. Paul That's directed cool. that episode.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Junk exists in – or the, the Notebook exists in One Tree Hill universe and you're in both. Yes. Exactly. That's
3: yeah. always it's fun. It like, <laughs> gets crazy meta.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One Tree Hill little... kind of lost
2: its fourth wall sometimes. <laughs> it I feel like you feel, it kind of – You feel that? Yeah. I mean the sh- – um, Dog eating the heart, you know. Oh,
3: we call that like jumping kind of, the shark.
2: Yes, yes, that yeah. definitely jumped the shark. But it kind of, I don't know. It just there were things that were like, oh, that's different. But the shark, or yeah, jumping the shark, the eating <laughs> the heart. Um, there was a few other things that I was like, eh, that Russian,
3: was... yeah, Russian, Russian gangsters and dogs eating hearts and
2: <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that season nine, yeah, it was a good season, but it was a little far fetched.
3: Yeah, for I was, you know. a small I can,
2: scout in Wilmington, North Carolina, Tree Hill, North Carolina.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I got, I, I, I can, I can talk about it now. I didn't, <laughs> I was a little miffed, like season nine, you know, I'd made it all nine seasons and they didn't, they didn't bring us back for the finale, for the, for the yes. last episode. And I you should was have like, been in trick. I didn't close this out. Like, we're not at the big trick party. Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, a little sore a little sore I, about that i don't that.
2: blame you because that was a big moment
3: season nine they, they 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 lost a little love for the river court kids but oh well yeah it's okay i still it's, it. it's okay it's fine i'm fine i'm better now i don't even think about it right obviously <laughs> it's not it. something right. that i think about
2: how many years <laughs> later 10 years i'm over 10 years, it's been ten over. years? no bitter right. I, yeah, I didn't get a rat
3: present it's fine <laughs> I did not get invited to the rap party. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. In
2: my mind, you're in the back of Trick during that whole thing. Well. When Gavin and Tyler are singing, you're there.
3: May everyone remember it that way.
2: I will make sure all the fans know. (laughs) I will go on and start spreading that rumor so that you. Do it.
3: No, no, they were back there.
2: Yeah, I I saw them.
3: (laughs) They were there.
0: (laughs) I talked to Colin Moss. He was there. <laughs> I know, <laughs>
3: perfect. <laughs> yeah, but that's interesting. So, Notebook and One Tree Hill were the two. Those were kind of my inaugural. Uh, well, Dawson's Creek. I had a very small thing in Dawson's Creek, but uh, but really, the Notebook and One Tree Hill were my two kind of big introductions to 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 to, to bigger projects and stuff outside of the indie world and what two
2: great big projects like really
3: yeah
0: like iconic basically but both of them are known yeah like cultural touchstones i mean one tree hill and you know all those wb shows were like so bit like that that period for wb was amazing (laughs) with like smallville and all the shows that were on during that time gilmore girls
3: yeah and they all kind of you know fed into one another eventually didn't they
0: yeah, yeah. There was yeah. Some, a lot of yeah. actors. Dipped.
2: There's like some Chad there's Michael some Murray did Gilmore sure. Girls
0: and One Tree Hill. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I think Chad Michael Murray even did Smallville too. Like and he I, did all
3: of Dawson. I will
2: say I think
0: he's in Dawson yeah. too. all of that. Yeah. 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 Wilmington's a very
2: small. I mean, I know Gilmore Girls didn't shoot there, but Wilmington studio is a very small, you know, film town. It's it's
3: yeah. a, it's, a, it's a microcosm. But when I moved there, I I lived in Wilmington 21 years, and um, oh wow,
2: it's a beautiful. I city. moved there
3: in '97 and uh, and at the time wilmington was like the third largest base of production mm-hmm. in the states i mean there's new york there's la and there's wilmington yeah um and uh, and that kind of faded as things went to california and then you know and then other states started having competitive uh, mm-hmm. tax incentives and stuff that led into it but stuff's co- co- going back to wilmington there's something uh, just recently
2: uh, filmed there i think a movie uh, quite a few things are
3: mm-hmm. um, shooting there. Yeah.
2: I love to go back every time I can get a chance to go well, back. We, we go
3: back frequently. I mean, I've got, we, I've got 21 years worth of friends there. So I did. That's <laughs> a where great town. It is. I, I, I credit that move to Wilmington. I mean, that's, if I hadn't moved there, I don't know if I'd be acting today because yes. I met, that's where I met this wonderful, there's such a good creative community there um as far as theater an independent film. Mm-hmm. And that's um that's where I got I guess, sort of had my passions reignited in Wilmington. I got there and and uh and and found this wonderful theater community that uh that welcomed me and taught me and um and got in and did sketch improv with just <laughs> some of the best people in the world and funniest people we did I mean, we did sketch comedy and did improv and uh and, yeah. And, and, and got in, That's where I got an agent mm-hmm. and got, you know, got things started professionally. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. a great magical a special town. town. It is. It's magical.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think so. Um, so, uh, I, I just, I'm curious about your theater background a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take up so much of your time, but and as and you, as you can tell, leave?
3: it's dangerous because I'm long winded. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, everything that you've shared with us is amazing. Yes. Um, did you do, have you done any musical theater?
3: I have. It's not yeah. my forte. <laughs> no, my wife is the musical theater. She's she's the bomb with that. Um, <laughs> I'm not so much. Um, I have done musical theater. I did the first one I ever did. I mean, well, back in grade school, I did Hello Dolly, <laughs>
1: sure. and
3: and they they, but I didn't get cast, in, and they they made up of this side character role for me that didn't have to (laughs) sing so too much. Um, I did that. And, but, uh, in Wilmington, I did, um, cabaret and I played Cliff Bradshaw and they uh, they decided to do a version with the song that the solo that most people cut out of the musical because it's just, it's weird and it's dated. It's hard to sing. And they, they, but this director, dear friend of mine, Don Baker, decided he wanted this solo in there. And the woman who played Sally Bowles was a musical theater maestro. She's just, she's brilliant. And uh, Cat Vernon uh, played Sally, and uh, and she's so good. And she was so patient with me because we had a duet, the uh, perfectly marvelous, whatever, some song.
1: Now, this wild, unpredictable girl and this perfectly beautiful man will be living together together and having a fun.
3: And, and and I had to, I was supposed to harmonize with her and I would always jump on her melody or her harmony and she would, and she would have to switch and like, and she would give me the, now's when you start singing kind of thing, because like, I can't count under a melody. I can't, I don't know how long to hold a note for. I don't know when to come in. I don't know when to stop. So it's, I'm not easy to work with. And uh, I struggled my way through this production and I felt like I acted it very well. And I did, you know, when it, when I got to sing cabaret with the chorus, I did great. My <laughs> solo, like I did okay, sixty percent of the time, I got it. That's and strange. the review—that's
0: the, the best you can ask for, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> the review reflected that I was like Cullen, you know, who carried the, the role of Clifford, but not while well, not the strongest singer. Um, <laughs> whatever. At the end of the run, I'm sitting in the and we're striking the set, and I'm sitting and in the seats in the audience with my friend Don who directed it and he done we're having a beer and he looks over, he's like, Cullen, you know, you- and Don's a great actor. He and I have <laughs> acted in things together and he's directed me in a lot of shows, but he was like, you, you know, you did some things on that stage. I just, you, you, you're just so good. You're such a good actor. I wish I could uh, do some of the stuff that I saw you do up there. I was, you know, about to say, well, thank you, Don. He's, so he said, but, but you can't sing. <laughs> and I, I was waiting for the punchline. He was like, no, no, I, I'm not joking or, or trying to be mean or anything. Just, I, I'm just saying you can't sing. <laughs> so, um, he wasn't wrong, but karaoke, I can do it. I can see the ball bounce I know or whatever. Yeah. It tells but
2: you did, how long to hold a note.
3: Not many musicals. I did, I did cabaret. I did uh, Debbie does Dallas, the musical. Uh, that's My wife and I met doing that production in Wilmington, oh. which is hilarious and ridiculous. Um, and then I did, just before the pandemic, I went back to Wilmington and did uh, La Caja a Fall. I still don't know how to pronounce the name of the tantrum. <laughs> La Caja Faux. That sounds um, right. You
0: just put an accent is, on it, I'll believe it. Yeah,
3: yeah La Caja mm-hmm. Uh which The Birdcage, the original the mm-hmm. musical of that. And I got to play Jacob, The Maid. And that, and that was that was great fun. But that was the last thing I did. And in that one, the musical director, it was in the pit. And, and one night I had to do a very like a very timey little ditty. Not and not for long, but just long enough that I could throw that I could throw everybody off if I got it wrong. <laughs> and so finally, the musical director who was down in the pit just below me one night, he was like, he's like Cullen. He said, "All you have to do," he said, he said, "If you don't know when to come in," he said. Just look down. I'm there for you," he said. "I will give you one of these, <laughs> and that's when you go." And I was like, "Brian, thank you." So every night I'd start my thing, and I'd look down, and Brian would be like, "Now," and that's <laughs> that's when I knew that I could.
2: And probably hurt. nobody else knew that's what no you were doing.
3: No one knew. They didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's a good musical director.
3: Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but I love theater and wish I could do musicals, but it's not like, yeah, not my strength.
0: <laughs> can you dance? I mean, they always just need oh, no. dancers. You don't even have to sing. No.
3: Okay. <laughs> I, um, I'm a chore. I, I, I mean, I can eventually, but choreographers, <laughs> like I'm just as much fun for a choreographer as I am for a musical director. <laughs> they've, they've got their work cut out for them. I'll get it, but it's, I will try their patience.
2: Your straight acting theater, that,
3: and that's well. Enough. You're very
0: good at
2: it. It is ah, thanks. That's more than I could. Cu- I couldn't do it. So <laughs> any um, of it, you
3: yeah, never know. Good to
2: me. I I would be. It's
3: fun. I'm I'm so lucky that uh, you know that I'm that's that, that I'm able to do that. That's uh, I get to do the thing I love.
2: And you've been doing it for so long. I have like and successful at it, which was awesome.
3: It's yeah, and but I mean, it's been a long you know a long road mm-hmm. to. Oh, uh, just through sheer persistence and and, um, and you talent, know, you're and you're talent. Very sure, <laughs> I'll, I'll give myself that. Thank you. But um, there are a lot of talented people that um, you know. You have to wade through an ocean of no's and negativity, and uh, to get anywhere, and um, and you have to be able to suffer that gracefully, somewhat gracefully. To find your way to the other side of it, and um, and it's just and it's a it's a it's a fickle beast. I mean, really, you there's so many factors to to not get cast in something that go into it that are beyond talent that are just out of your control. So I've that being, I'm just saying. I for many many years I had many other jobs, supplemental jobs to uh, support my acting habit, and it's only been like the past five six years that that i haven't had to have that supplemental job at play which is incredibly lucky
0: yeah yeah, that's awesome i'm glad it's all going uphill for you
3: it seems to be knock Knock on on wood wood.
0: wood. yes absolutely um so you said you're you're working on outer banks now Mm -hmm. season three that's very exciting is there Mm -hmm. anything else that is like on the horizon for you that you can tell us about that we can look out for you
3: um your honor season two okay um, yeah which is that's a a really good uh showtime uh series with brian cranston and um and a lot of people (laughs) isaiah whitlock (laughs) um and oh i'm trying to remember the the name of the lead actress who's just brilliant um who uh, michael stuhlbarg uh is in it also um uh and dream anyway it, it, tons of great actors in it and it's great writing it's just it's it's one of these kind of um shakespearean tragedies that's just slow and rolling out that you know just you're, you're seeing all these terrible decisions being made and <laughs> just you want you, you know you want to pull the brakes you want the guy to see the light and he does and it's just you just you see inevitable tragedy unfolding but it's great it's just um it's a good show and there and there's some other things I'm, I've been looking at uh, some other scripts and um, that uh, some probably some indie stuff that I'm excited about. Um, that but but I don't you know I don't know when that's going to happen. I've, yeah, I've been writing a, a project with a friend of mine in LA, the uh, a mockumentary idea that we have uh, that we, we hope to finish before we die. Uh, it's been going, it's been going on for, I've been embarrassed to say how many years we've been writing this one <laughs> script or not writing it. Um, but, uh, no, I, yeah. I, so your Honor's the the one thing immediately that I, that, um, uh, that I'm involved in and then I, some potential stuff that, uh, I'm hoping will get off the ground sooner than sooner than later. Um, awesome. and in the meantime, I'm, I'm doing improv, uh, here in. Charleston with theater 99 and as is my wife and, and she's, and she's doing theater here and, and auditioning for stuff as well. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Good, good, good. Lots of luck on those.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Both of you. And we'll, yeah, we'll be watching out for all of, uh, all of those future things from you. Um, where can people follow you on social media?
3: I'm on Instagram. Um, I think I'm something original like Cullen Moss on Instagram you'll find me I'm the one with the picture of me on it uh I don't even, I'm not verified anywhere I don't know how the hell to get verified I think I'm a legitimate person I think I'm real um who do
0: you have to call I,
3: I, You're I, I've, I've filled out the things they're like well who are you friends with and how you know and I'm like but who like who who that we'd care about are you friends with and. And I don't know what the verification process is. I, I mean, I still, you're
2: friends with the One Tree Hill cast. I mean, <laughs> they tweet you all the
3: time. I, I know. I know. I get it. <laughs> I just, I'm not as active on Twitter as I am Instagram and, and, and my old faithful Facebook, I'm still right <laughs> In my space, uh, <laughs> I'm don't the work. guy with a David Hasselhoff wallpaper, um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got puppies all over him. It's cute <laughs> as a um I, Yeah,
0: I'm,
3: I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and look for my name in my picture. It's probably me. I'll let you know if it's not. Um, yeah, are there Colin um,
0: Moss fakes out there? <laughs> there, was a,
3: there, was there was there was one. There's there's I only know of. There haven't been one.
2: That's, that blows my mind that people do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, not not. I, I don't have enough followers for people to really to want to glom onto this identity, but um, <laughs> but it was. I remember when that phenomenon first started rearing its head was back doing One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, I think Sophia, Joy, Joy had it happen. And Sophia had it happen. And they were like, there's somebody out there pretending to me. Can you believe this shit? And, <laughs> and it was like, the, I was like, who the fuck would do that? And, but now there's just so like, you know, you it's, see anybody rampant, that's verified yeah. has to, every you know, every few months be like, by the way, if you see this, it ain't me.
2: Hugh Jackman just messaged me yesterday. So oh?
3: <laughs> does he need a loan?
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have right. to send a Google sheet or something to get something for being a fan. I don't know. I was. I'd deleting. love to
3: deposit some money into your account.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Just
2: and give it's me like
3: all your information. A
0: real Hugh Jackman yeah. 01 underscore 123. Like, right. <laughs> seems legit.
2: Ice
3: cream emoji. Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, actually,
2: I just got one. While we've been on this call from a Taryn Edgerton, private chat. Mm. Oh, he
3: loves private chats, that yes, Taryn. Yes,
2: definitely. <laughs> kindly name three of my movies.
3: What? <laughs> oh, kindly. <laughs> <laughs> kindly.
2: It's a test to see if you're a real fan. That's it's hilarious. so nice having you as a fan. Kindly name three of my movies. So, <laughs> As we were talking about it's so funny.
3: <sighs> Only three. Oh, my goodness. Come on. We can do it. You can be legit in the eyes of of this Taryn Edgerton.
2: So maybe I'll get to meet him because I can name three of his movies and send him two hundred dollars on right. Google. Right?
3: Do it. So it's so worth weird. it to be in that fan club. I'm telling you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? he's all. Don't I do I'm
3: in his. I'm in his fan club. Absolutely.
2: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <So he's, laughs> Who is it? What
3: a sweet guy. Uh, we actually like a fun Blackbird story is after the premiere. I went with my good buddy with whom i'm writing this script that will never uh finish my buddy marcus mazel he's he's brilliant he's got a he's got a great documentary called belle v out right now about a this uh vincent de marco a uh, brilliant um, man who had a restaurant belle v that was a french restaurant in my buddy's old neighborhood um that and it's about like uh, somebody trying to survive, a business trying to survive during the pandemic, and it's just a real good, heartfelt documentary. But um, anyway, Marcus Mazzel brill- and he's brilliant writer, director, and he, he was he was he was my date to the uh, <laughs> to the to the Blackbird premiere, and we went and went to the after party and you know hung out with everybody, and we wound up kind of just talking to this fun random pair of folks and we were about ready to go. And they were like, well, do you want to go to the after party? And we were like, I mean, we we're like, yeah, nobody really said anything about an after party to us. And, they were, and we were like, how are you involved by the way? And she, and the dude was like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. And the, and the girl was like, I'm kind of here because I, I used to work for this agency. And she was like, but we know where the after party is. And so they're like, do you want to jump in the Uber with us or not? And we we're like, sure it was at the um at the hotel bell uh, i can't even remember <laughs> hotel Bapara. and um
2: that famous one
3: <laughs> yes the famous hotel babba and um we went we we went with them and we were kind of walking around and we saw the lights were dark at the bar inside the hotel we were like the beverly hills the beverly hills hotel and we were like yeah this are sitting it but then we heard some voices like you know back on some patio and we just kind of followed these us and these two strangers followed these <laughs> this brick walkway back until we made our way to this patio and there was like Taryn and and Natalie and Joe and um and Sepeda and and, and various other people and um and we just kind of like we were like Ugh. we could it was a much more intimate crowd that we, was we there was there's no like raging after party it was just these people that were like we're gonna go back to the hotel and chill with some a few beers and some wine and like and i mean i i had spoken with all these people and knew them but it, it, right away like one of Taryn's friends was was like what the fuck are you doing here and, and i was like you know i don't know but but Taryn immediately was like brother we got booze and beer right over there come on in and was the sweetest guy and welcomed us in and Natalie and Sepito were so sweet and and so we wound up we crashed their after party and they were the sweetest, most welcoming, like didn't shun us or anything and, and made made us feel very welcome. And,
2: was, and now like, you've got a great story sweet. to tell.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the secret after party.
3: <laughs> crashed yeah, oh. the secret after party. Um I
0: think.
3: Did we cover it all?
0: I think I so, so yeah thank you so much
3: well thank well thanks for all the thoughtful questions and i uh, yeah. really enjoyed talking with yeah, you. yeah
0: we're so so happy that you uh that you yeah. came on and joined us yeah like like i said we, you've been on our wish list since the beginning as soon as so. i saw your
2: name pop up on the imdb i texted sarah and was like Colin is on the show i know who he is <laughs>
3: well, i'm flattered thank you yes. so much yes.
0: yeah thank,
3: thank you. you so much absolutely <laughs>
0: there it is thank you Colin. you are the best we love you everybody go watch all of his shows now yes everything he mentioned watch his two episodes of turn washington spies watch the yes. notebook mom yes. watch it Colin says so all uh, yep. uh, your,
2: your honor outer
0: banks of course staircase. staircase and of course one tree hill one tree hill gotta do it it's only nine seasons, you guys. It's not gonna be that much no. to get through. No, and it's still
2: good. It's it'll grip you from season one. It's so good. Oh, sorry. I could, as like I said with Colin, I could talk about One Tree Hill forever. So
0: Kristen has another outlet for One Tree Hill though, with her other podcast, which is linked in the show notes if you ever want to check that out. Colin, if you want to come on, just let me know. Yes, do that. So yeah, I think we're gonna wrap this one up. Sorry, this is such a long episode. We had a lot to say about the finale yeah. and with Colin. We so much in that we don't have time for Taryn. Oh my God, we don't have time for Taryn this week. We're going to get him in, but nope. Uh, I'm so sorry, Taryn. Oh my God, this keeps happening every week. We just run out of time, but we might be able to fit him in. I mean, this is not our last episode. There's too much to talk about. We have too many amazing guests to bring on. Too many guests. That is not something I thought we would ever have a problem with. Too many guests? But so many amazing people are coming through for us Mm -hmm. to talk about the show. And so we'll be featuring a couple more people in a wrap-up episode next week. And we have a pretty cool bonus episode coming that we will talk to you about right now. We need your help. You, listening. So this bonus episode, we are asking people to give us an answer to this specific question. And the question is... If you were in Jimmy Keene's shoes and you were offered this deal to get out of prison in exchange for working with the FBI to get a confession from a serial killer, would you take the deal? And how do you think you would handle it? So send your answers to us. You can DM us on Twitter or Instagram your answers. You can comment on our post that we will have up by the time this episode goes out. And if we think your answer is cool enough, we will read it on the show in a bonus episode. We are also going to hear from some other really cool people who are involved in a show who answered the question for us too. It's going to be great. It's a cool sort of thought exercise that we sort of came up with. We will,
2: Sarah and I will also answer our thoughts on what we would do.
0: So let us know your answers and we'll read the best ones on the show. But for now, Mm -hmm. we're going to leave it at that. Thank you for listening. Follow us on our social medias at yeah. Devil Details Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Blue Clark at Blue Clark on Instagram. Yes. Follow Cullen at Cullen Moss Twitter and Instagram. Remember, so. <laughs> it's just in him. Picture him. <laughs> There's no fake like Cullens said. out there that we
2: know of so far. Don't forget, we are not done just because the show is done.
0: We're not done. We're not done. We have so much more for you guys. Like. There's another episode next week. There's a bonus episode coming. There's a bloopers episode coming. (laughs) Lots of bloopers, guys. (laughs) Yeah, because we are professional podcasters.
2: Our guests have bloopers
0: too. (laughs) We do. We do have some guest bloopers. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And more guests that we couldn't cram into our six episode run. So, more to come from Devil Details. Stay tuned. Too much fun. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.